Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this Thursday, February 15th, 2024. This sports program starts right now. Sports. Will be talked about today in abundance. We have a lot of guests stopping by. Kendrick Perkins will be joining us in the second hour to chit-chat about what's going on this weekend with the NBA All-Star and his thoughts on where the NBA is. We'll have a guy named Chad Lystico. Boom. Chad Lystico joining us, who's an Iowa sports columnist, to talk about the historic evening that Mm -hmm. is potentially taking place tonight as the Iowa Hawkeyes women's basketball team play host to the Michigan Wolverines as 18.5-point favorites, and Caitlin Clark is eight points away from breaking a record that has been in since Kelsey Plum, Mm -hmm. I believe, had it whenever she was in college at Washington. So we'll talk to him about what that's going to do for this evening. We'll also have defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, who just signed an extension with the Kansas City Chiefs, Steve Spagnolo joining us, coach, uh, defense coordinator, in about 19 minutes or so. Now, sticking with the Kansas City Chiefs, we, alongside the rest of the world, are absolutely devastated and heartbroken about how yesterday's Super Bowl parade ended in beautiful Kansas City, Missouri. Obviously, leaving one person dead, who was a radio DJ, Lisa, I believe, and her children were shot, over 20 people injured. It was an absolutely heartbreaking, devastating terrible, horrendous ending to something that was supposed to bring the entire city together. Now, I assume that this is not going to be enough for some people, but we would like to send our positive vibes and our love to all those that are affected because there's a chance that somebody who was affected by this potentially watches this show. Just know that we got you. You're a badass, and you should have never had to experience what you experienced yesterday. We do hope that smart people figure out how these events become a lot less common Going forward, we do not have the answers, obviously, but somebody should. And that is not the way that we should live in a society, the United States of America, where we're scared to go celebrate something where it's supposed to bring everybody together. We cannot let the assholes win. We can never, ever do that. And what we must always remember is even though it was full chaos, a man named Paul Contreras in the middle of this thing took it upon himself and another person that we do not know yet to tackle one of the three shooters, two of them by by the way, were juveniles. As the weapon was falling out of his hand or his sleeve, Paul Contreras, his wife Alyssa, who's there kicking, I believe, the weapon away, and another citizen rose to the occasion to potentially save more lives and save more injuries. So as devastating and as terrible as this was, let's remember that there's absolute dogs that walk among us. There is good in our society still, and although we should and will hopefully take care of all the scumbags in our society to make us the best we could possibly be. There are people like this man and his wife and another out there. We don't know if they're ex-military or police or anything like that or if they're just citizens who happen to be Kansas City Chiefs fans who took it upon themselves to rise to the occasion and spear an asshole and send them to jail for hopefully the rest of their lives. We appreciate that. We must remember that. And to everybody in Kansas City, we are very sorry that that took place on a day that was supposed to be remembered for everything the complete opposite of what it will be remembered for. Now, with that being said, our job as sports people is to maybe give you a mental vacation and chit-chat about what's going on in the sports world, and we will do that today. We're talking about everything. Hopefully, our conversations will be a little bit of a distraction. Hopefully, we'll bring a little bit of positivity and maybe a little unification, which is what sports and what Super Bowl parades are supposed to do. With that being said, the toxic table is here at Boston Connor, where in an American bald eagle yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah. Love what you're doing. Sitting next to him. 
not Ty Schmidt, who potentially scheduled a vacation in a time that we would normally be off, but not this year. It was uh, months in advance, not his fault. We miss you, Ty. We hope you're having a good time. You've earned it, pal. Baby Ty. And his place, Bruce Brown. Wow. What's going wow. on? Brucey. Brucey. Yeah. I've been reading up on Iowa women's basketball to try to fill the <laughs> shoes as best I can. Yeah, this is the biggest day. This is Ty's. Yeah. yeah. This would have been Ty's day because of what Caitlin Clark is doing this evening. Historic stuff. And she is electrifying to watch. Yes. Yeah, unbelievable. Now, Bruce, you obviously formerly worked at Barstool. Then you got a chance to join Spotify, I believe. And then you Barely. joined us. Well, you got booed out of a building. We all saw that. You know, <laughs> you've been friends of ours for a long time. Business of ours. SeatGeek has been one of our closest partners for a long time. This Caitlin Clark effect on these tickets has done something in women's college basketball that has never happened before. The cheapest ticket available as of this morning at 11 a.m. was $217. This is to a women's college basketball game in February. Okay, this is a wow. February women's college basketball game. Now, SeatGeek, our partners, obviously the lowest ticket available. Obviously. Naturally. That's obviously the lowest ticket available. That is what SeatGeek has done forever. That is what SeatGeek will continue to do. And if SeatGeek didn't have the best ticket price, they would actually tell you on their app, like, hey, not a great deal. Not the best deal. I just want to let you know it's not the best deal, which is why we love SeatGeek. Shout to Front Office Sports for doing this. The Caitlin Clark business is huh. booming, Brucey Brown. Yeah, it, I mean, it's unbelievable just watching her play the way that she, um, you know, just basically effortlessly, it seems, gets buckets out there and kind of commands the uh, the court. But 217 you can actually knock that down right down <laughs> just below $200 with code PAT30 to get 30 bucks off. <laughs> You're nice going into that. That was not scripted, by Glorious. That was nice not. Shot, I, I thought there was going to be some ticket thing out, <laughs> yeah. of, out of Bruce. Bruce wow. goes right into an ad read. That was phenomenal. Hey, Bruce. Hey, you got it. Here we go, Brucey, baby. Yeah, football season has, has come and gone. Pat 30, all events, concerts, <laughs> any MLB coming up, <laughs> NHL, NBA All Star <laughs> game in town, anything you want to go to, Pat 30, 30 bucks off. Well, not only, I mean, they got theaters, shows, everything. Connor, what if every time <laughs> he speaks today, this is an ad read? I still can't. I believe it. I, I, that, that was a masterful. I, I mean, mean, we are six minutes <laughs> earliest it's ever been into this show, and Sea Geek is getting the rub of a lifetime. What, what if that is Bruce's gimmick? He only speaks in ad reads. Be fantastic. And obviously, people know that our show is completely choreographed, sure, sure. completely scripted. Uh, that was a nice surprise there. I want to let you, yeah. hey, shout out to you, well, Bruce. Good work, yeah, Bruce. I, I actually grabbed the wrong sheet. This is Monday, so it might have to be <laughs> it might have to be ad reads only. Yeah, hey, Pat 30 every single time. <laughs> shout out to SeatGeek. We appreciate him. Shout out to Caitlin Clark. You know, because as a guy who has a nine-month-old daughter, okay, she's so cute, by the way. Hell yeah. She's like jumping at this. Yeah, point. good day, good not, night last not night. Not, so, not better. Happy Valentine's Day, obviously, yeah. to everybody out there. Hope uh, you know. Obviously, we're all devastated by what took place yesterday at the Super Bowl championship parade. But maybe you got a chance to see your loved ones. A little perspective was put in there, and Valentine's Day was a little bit better. But like as I'm watching her, you know, grow. She's nine months old, mm -hmm. and I'm an asshole for doing this. But well, I assume I'm not the only one. Yeah, how can you? Know? When I see her, like she's got like pretty good. She got pretty good. She can grab things, you know. She's playing like a little drums with a drumstick mm -hmm. at this point. I'm like, well, maybe musician. Okay, <laughs> maybe awesome. she's a musician. But then I'm watching her. She's like coordinating her arms and her legs, and I like immediately think I'm like, Caitlin Clark, like maybe <laughs> business, uh, women's college basketball, yep. pretty good. What it will be in about 18 years from now, who knows? But it's like Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, that South Carolina team. Yep. Women's college basketball is becoming a, a buzzsaw and electric as shit. And tonight it's on Peacock, I believe. Yeah. Eight o'clock. 
block, I think we're going to see history made. One half of the hammer. Don. Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. Tone, what are you guys betting on these days? What, uh, is, the, what is the go-to here? The uh, Genesis Invitational starts today. Obviously, Tiger's back for that PGA. Uh, he tees off, what, 1225? 1225, 12, I think. 25, yep. he starts. Uh, he, I think he was up to 180 to 1. He was 151 to win the tournament. Uh, his first event back. Um, so we're betting on a little bit of golf. We're going college basketball, NBA, NHL, right. a little bit of Champions League, footy. You know, pretty much any sport that doesn't uh, that doesn't do with football, we are jumping into it. Spring training just started for baseball, so it's basically everything but football. It's kind of you know, it's kind of in the weeds. It's kind of where we make our money this year, to be honest. Ooh. The other half of the hammer, Don Cowboys, Bubba Gumpino, back at the end of the table. I believe he'll be up and down today because I think we have uh, potentially, yeah, Tyrese Halliburton's coming in Shut studio. Up. Nice. Yeah. yeah, obviously, member of the Indiana Pacers. It'll be his first time on the program. My relationship with the Pacers is interesting. They threatened to sue me a few years back, <laughs> and uh, but I've always, you know, had a pretty good relationship with them. This new team that they have, because obviously Paul George, Roy Hibbert, uh, George Hill, Stevenson, Lance Stevenson. Yeah. That group there was awesome, yeah. electrifying. I don't think I missed a single game whenever they were playing there. Tyrese Halliburton's bringing a new energy back to Indiana. Yep. Then we got Spicy P coming in out of Toronto. Mm -hmm. And I think the way the coach that looks like Jim Carrey. Yeah, Rick Carlisle. He coaches yeah. the team. Yeah. It's like the, the Indiana people who love basketball love this Pacers team. Excited to talk to Tyrese Halliburton. But wow, Tyrese Halliburton is not in the Thunderdome today. Bubba Gumpino will be here. Hey, Gumpsh, uh, you're the best footy gambler on earth. Is that where we're making all our money right now? Oh, yeah. Big world? news just came out in Mbappe, actually. He's uh, leaving PSG at the end of the year, free agent. Where's he going? He's coming to Inter-Miami? He's in coming Bob? to Columbia, Portland Timbers? Everyone thinks Real Madrid, but they're... The issue is the transfer fee. So usually you'd have to pay like two hundred million to buy Mbappe, and then pay on top of it, and then pay, pay his wages on top of that. What he's done is basically said, "Screw you, PSG. I'm leaving at the end of the year. You can't sell me." So it's kind of going to be a bidding war. It Ooh. feels like. So is there a chance now? This has seemingly uh, been a part of golf and soccer in a pretty big way. Saudi Arabia can pay the 200 million and then put another billion on top of that to get Mbappe to Saudi Arabia. Is that how this is going to work out? They already tried to do that, and Mbappe said no. Yeah, offered him a billion yeah. dollars, right? Yeah, he actually was offered like 1.2 billion. I thought for like two years <laughs> yeah. of service. And it's just it's not like Cristiano's doing well over there, but like Benzema's miserable. Jordan Henderson, Liverpool captain, left. Like most players aren't happy in Saudi besides Cristiano Ronaldo. So I haven't seen a Cristiano Ronaldo highlight, I don't yeah. think, since nope. he's gone and played over there. That's why most players probably not happy because their legacies are kind of being talked about and they're kind of disappearing. Yeah, and like Benzema was like leading goal scorer for Real Madrid for years. Benzema! Yeah, like oh, yeah. legendary striker. He's not even playing for the team in Saudi right now. He got dropped. Jeez. And they wouldn't what? let him they wouldn't let him go to a team on loan in the transfer window. He wanted to go to England, and now it's like now he's just not starting at all in Saudi Arabia. All right, well, that's soccer talk. Well done. Nice. Good catch up on footy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how, sports today. why doesn't Mbappe come over and play for the Columbus crew? Maybe the Indy 11. Ooh. Maybe the maybe Pittsburgh Riverhounds. New England yeah, Revolution, perhaps? Yeah. Next, next Wednesday, we're live. Inter Miami gets it started. Where? The MLS? Yep. Only game, standalone game, Wednesday night against Real Salt Lake. Wow. wow. That's a huge one. That's a big, Tough squad. Yeah, does this count towards the standings? <laughs> yeah, this is the league. Nice. Because remember last year, MLS did that really cool thing where Messi came over. Uh -huh. He won like 10 straight games, 
And then they said none of those counted towards the MLS standings, so the Miami team didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. So nobody watched the MLS playoffs. Yeah, that's right. These these this game counts. This is the league, baby. This is where it starts. starts. Okay. Yeah. Come on, Messi. Okay. Yes. This is the best league in the world, right? MLS. We got the best player in the world. So it's so, a fact, though. So also added Luis Suarez, legendary striker. Like that Inter Miami squad should be. You didn't good. say it was the best league in the world. What's that? Gumps, we got the best player in the world, the balloon door. Yeah, yeah. second best player, Suarez. The balloon yeah. door. Yeah, best player in the world. You sure. too. Oh, my balloon God. Balloon door. Yeah. We got it. Absolutely. Right. Should be a good We don't year. want it. All right, let's talk a little bit of uh, football. There's a lot of things coming out. You know, uh, there's a dynasty uh, yeah. uh, docuseries coming out, I believe, on Apple about the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. They've interviewed... I think a lot of very important people to the New England Patriots. Adam Vinatieri being one of them, he will be guest hosting our show tomorrow because I believe his Dynasty uh, docuseries on Apple drops tomorrow. Yep. So Adam Vinatieri, who was a part of that and interviewed a part of the Dynasty documentary, will be guest hosting here. I can't wait to see hell. Oh, yeah. He's going to be Yacht so shredded. So jocked up. The producer of this Dynasty thing was on Up and Adams on FanDuel TV this morning, made a comment about Ernie Adams that has certainly raised some eyebrows. Mm. Did, did Ernie give up any of the secrets? Well, no, actually, in, in, in episode four, uh, you actually get to see me asking him about Spygate um, for the first time. And uh, one of my favorite lines from Ernie, he says, there's certain things I'll be taking to the grave with me. And uh, What the hell does that, that mean? Whoa. What the hell does that mean, con man? There's certain things uh, well, I'll be taking to the grave, Ernie Adams. Oh, does he have video of all the signs that everybody it, has? And is Ernie K, is that K's father or grandfather? Do we know if is Ernie K? No, I believe there's any no. relation. Oh, because Ernie Adams, K Adams. Yeah. I wonder if K potentially is the one that could get the information Bingo. from big great grandfather Ernie Adams. Okay. We're not 100 sure, but take it to the grave. What is he talking about, Connor, up there in New England? Uh, I'm not sure. And let me just say, too. You if know. he did have grandchildren, uh, yeah, he wouldn't be telling them no matter what. Because then if he did tell them, he'd have to also kill them. And that's not going to happen. So Ernie Adams is a good soldier. Okay? He is a dog. He is someone that you want in your foxhole. If there's a grenade in there and other people are going to die, guess who's jumping on it? Ernie Mother Adams. Okay? That is who you need in a football building. Now, do I know this? Good self censor there. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like well, I really I sold like, it. I thought it was coming. We don't yeah. get credit for that. Well, no, no. I, you guys do. Every time I do it, I try no, not that, to do it just because. Whole. Just because sometimes I, I, I'm scared it's going to you know, slip through. But, no, the, the documentary is going to be unbelievable. It's two episodes every Friday for the next five weeks. Uh, you mentioned it. They interview everybody. Right? Vinny, uh, I believe Bledsoe, uh, Moss, Brewski, obviously all the front office. This is going to be all time. I am very worried because there's going to be a lot of bashing. There is also a report Uh-oh. in there. Um, now, and I don't know if this is from the actual documentary or if this is part of the uh, information gatherers just bringing old stuff back to the top. But they mentioned how Brady said in it, like, hey, no matter what, I was not going to re-sign a contract there. I think Wes Welker talked about, you know, the relationship between Bill and Tom. And he said it was like Tom was like a abandoned dog just trying to kind of like prove himself to father figure Bill Belichick over and over and he he didn't even know how Bill could do it and hearing Wes say that is funny just because you've mentioned this before where there's a scene um, from the sidelines of Bill Belichick telling Wes Welker in the preseason when Julian Edelman had a punt return like hey you know who Wally Pip is because Edelman obviously slid right into that Wes Welker role feels like Wes Welker was like yeah I do know who Wally Pip is and I want to be Wally 
Pippen. Obviously, he ended up going to Denver, and that worked out well for him and Peyton Manning and everything. But, no, I'm super, super excited for it. Uh, reliving all six will be nice, especially now in this era of the Kansas City Chiefs. Just to remind myself, like, hey, we're in the Chiefs era, but don't forget about your own era. It, we're that, that oh, stuff. you think this is a nice little reminder to everybody? Bingo. This is a nice little reminder. Like, hey, hey. They should have maybe saved this for two to three years from now. That's well, what I, especially if the, if the Chiefs continue to go. You then know? you might need a new name, though. You know, you got to get the dynasty rolling. I wonder if the producer is worried about that. Well, the producer, we just learned Matthew Hamachek yep. is his name. Mm-hmm. I believe he's a director, producer, and interviewer, it sounds like, because he said, I asked yeah. Ernie Adams this thing. I know there's been a lot of work done on this dynasty, uh, Doc. I think there was a couple times I was potentially going to get interviewed. Ooh. For it, but just schedules yeah. weren't able to line up. They have uh, they've really been pounding the pavement for this thing. I'm excited to see how it goes. I don't I don't know if I'm speaking for myself or I'm speaking for others, but I would have waited a few more years because I think the hate still runs through some people. Oh yeah, and about I, the Patriots. Yeah, and I, well, they're probably going to pl- uh, play off of that a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, I, I hope they do because like you do become the villain. Like you, you should own that, and and that was one of my favorite parts about being a fan. Still is one of my favorite parts about being a fan is the hate that New England gets because it does just bring everyone together into that you know bunker mentality but i I don't know about waiting i I could see waiting a few more years but well you guys might want to put out another one maybe two three years from now if patch Mahomes picks up another super bowl i think they're probably working on the kc one for for that as we well i'm just saying if you're a patriots fan oh yeah you're gonna want to remind the world uh maybe four years from now hey hey, hey, hey." don't forget don't forget because they're putting up these graphics now Oh, yeah. Every day. About Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. obviously, where he's at in his yep. career with Tom Brady. You got Randy Moss talking. Everybody talking about, hey, the way that Patrick Mahomes has been playing his first six years Insane. versus how Tom Brady played the first six years, not only quarterback versus quarterback, but like the way the Chiefs have succeeded versus how the Patriots have succeeded in there. They're way ahead of schedule. Way, yeah. way ahead of schedule. Now, obviously, different situations. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady and the Patriots and everything like that. But it's like this, this Chiefs team, I, I, you know, like after um, after Joey Burrow's year down in LSU, yep. everybody in college football world was like, that don't ever happen again. Then Mac Jones, mm-hmm. literally like the next year did next it. Year. And it's like, how is this? How Like, we've never seen this before. And then, boom, it happens again. It's like the Patriots, we've never seen it before. And then, boom, here we are. Yeah. Right and potentially in the middle of another one. Sports work in mysterious ways, Tone thinks. Yeah, they, uh, and when you talk about the Chiefs being way ahead of schedule, that's because there was the 10 year layoff between uh, Super Bowls for the Patriots, which, you know, does give us some hope that maybe that'll happen for the Chiefs. It doesn't seem like it. Um, basically, with how, how that roster is constructed right now, it feels like they're going to be able to go maybe a couple more here in the next few years, unfortunately. Uh, but that's just like the like there has been a dynasty in every area, era. But then the Patriots came out and did it basically in their two their the twenties was basically the Patriots two times. So it yeah. just makes it seems like and then now we have another one in the in the twenty twenties and it's nah, it's just absurd. You talk about the Chiefs, you talk about the Patriots, we just talked about Ernie Adams. I guess the Chiefs have an Ernie Adams too. Yeah. yeah. Uh Travis Kelsey actually chatted about him on the most recent New Heights podcast. Guy named Frazier, he's a dog. He's the one that was basically the playoff overtime guru for the boys. My guy, Mike Frazier. Frazier. When he gets up in front of the, so is our he's our like, um, I think he's our analytics coordinator or something like that. Just I forget Jeff. his actual title. Yeah, I don't know what Frazier's title is, but Frazier, for those of you that don't know Frazier, Frazier has been with Andy since our time in Philadelphia together. He's Ernie long Adams. tenured uh, with Andy Reid. Frazier is the statistical analyst uh, coordinator, Dog. Dog. aka. He, he, he kind of yes. brings it all together. Cool. He brings it all together. He's the one that oh. goes over all these scenarios, all these big time situations. Yep. And to half and a game 
rule changes. He's the one that comes up, stands in front of the team. When he comes in front of the team, you hear everybody get fired. Freeze. Then sure enough, he goes over these kind of situations. I'm pretty sure we went over the overtime rules three times, four times in the two-week span that we were in, like, the play. Like, in the – actually, the overtime rules, The every single week we talked about overtime rules in the playoffs. Yes. And Frazier was up front giving what we would do in all these scenarios. So everybody on the team, on our like, we knew exactly what the best situation was, how we were going to handle it, how we were going to, like, attack it. And um, a guy like that, man, you don't realize how big of a, big of a, you know, job it is to do that kind of stuff because it's kind of like, all right, you're just going over the rules. We kind of know the rules, but it's like when you harp on them, it becomes second nature, and you don't even think about it in the uh, in the game. And it's just you know, Frage coming up big, man. They gotta they gotta get a Frage over there in uh, in San Fran. Okay, and well, I think everybody needs a Frage, and I don't, I don't know if these Frage are uh, everywhere. This yeah. seems like they got their Ernie Adams as well. And then you hear like from inside the NFL, you hear them talk about this Frage guy, how much they like him, and then. The inside the NFL from NFL Films on CW, they released mic'd up footage from the coin toss in the overtime. Listen to pe- listen to all of them. Yep. Basically, talk shit immediately upon the decision that was made by San Francisco. You good with the toss? Yeah. Which way you want to kick it? They call it. They call it right. <laughs> yeah, they call the coin flip. It's their coin flip, right? Which way do you want to kick it? Doesn't matter. Doesn't. We want the ball, friend. San Francisco, you are still the visitors. What is your call? Tails again. He called tails again. Good coin toss. Oos at the beginning, too. Good it coin toss. Yeah. Tails. Yeah. You want the ball? Which way do you want to kick? You want to kick that way. San Francisco received first and overtime. Good luck, gentlemen. That's nice. They want it. They want the ball. They wanted it. Hey, they want it. They wanted it, baby. We want them to have the ball. <laughs> they want it. They can have it. Hey, even if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball. I didn't know that. We won the toss, we're going to kick off, too. We got what we wanted. Literally in real time, in yeah, the Super Bowl, yeah. in the biggest moment. Then there's some B-roll of a close-up shot, 4K, of Patrick Mahomes' face during the coin toss as it goes down. And you see his eyes just open up slightly whenever they say they want the ball. We want the ball. We're going to receive. What? <laughs> Ooh, okay. What? And that's because, I think, because of Frage. Yes. I think it's because of the Frage. They, oh, yeah. they probably went through all the stats, all the analytics of, like, how many times does it get to a third possession with these new rules? We definitely don't want to go second. It's like college football. We want to know what we have to do. If there's a fourth down decision, we would like to already know ahead of time what it is. Like, the amount of times it sounds like they were told, hey, if we get to this situation, this is what we're doing. And then on a complete flip side, you got Juszczyk going, Hey, we know. Did we? If we score, that doesn't matter. Which big brain guy? That's not just like that's Harvard brain. Harvard guy. Yeah. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is a man who uh, held the San Francisco 49ers on that first drive in overtime to a field goal, which I assume everybody on their team knew. Yep. Okay, we just won. The coach of the defense that stole the show all year long. Just signed another extension to remain the defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Ladies and gentlemen, defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnuolo. Yeah, go! Paisan, how we doing? 
<laughs> What's going on, guys? Hey, thank you for joining us. Congrats on a massive win. Congrats, yeah, congrats on a massive folks. Super Bowl I win. And, and uh, obviously, all of our hearts and positive vibes are in the uh, city of Kansas City with how that thing ended yesterday. Yeah. That is devastating uh, for all parties and heartbreaking because that's not what football is. And we that's not what that parade's supposed to be about, Coach. No, you're right, Pat. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, it was as great of a day as it was. It was really sad. And, of course, our prayers and hearts go out to the families that were affected. But uh, just a tough way to end it. We don't want to take away from what a special accomplishment it was and, and trying to share it with our fans. But kind of sad. And I, like I said, we, we pray for those that got affected. Absolutely. And there's going to be people that say it's not enough. But hopefully this will become much less common going forward. And we can never be afraid to come together as a society and celebrate something special. Now, moving on, talk about celebrating. The overtime conversation has been a big deal, uh, obviously, because these new overtime rules. Inside the NFL just released some mic'd up situations where seemingly Frazier, I believe, is the guy's name, who's yeah. the Ed Ernie Adams, seemingly, <laughs> of the Kansas City Chiefs, where he broke down what the overtime <laughs> rules are and what we want. So as soon as the San Francisco 49ers say they want the ball, you immediately know, okay, we got to hold them to three or less, and with Patrick Mahomes, we're going to win this game. Is that the mindset as soon as it kind of happens, Coach? Well, from a defensive standpoint, Pat, I mean, our mindset is it never changes. I mean, we're going out there to try to prevent uh, points on the board. Uh, it wasn't like, hey, we can give them a field goal and we're okay. We don't want to give them anything. I mean, quite frankly, the <laughs> one that, you know, the play that sticks in my car a little bit is that third and 13. Unfortunately, we get a penalty on it. Otherwise, we get them to punt the ball. And then, you know, maybe Patrick just has to leave us, lead us down to a field goal and win the game. But, listen, we, our team, our defense, our players all know uh, what we have on our offensive side of the ball. We know who we turn it over to. And so if you can, I mean, it was vital that we didn't let him score a touchdown, didn't want him to even kick a field goal. But with three points and, and Patrick going out there, I mean, we at least had the confidence that we might get another shot to go out, right? If we if we kick a field goal and we tie, we get to go back out defensively. So we Coach, felt good. Coach, let's talk about your defense. You said, I think during the playoff run, you said, I have – all 11 guys have a high football IQ. You say normally yep. there's at least one or two guys or whatever the case is. At what point during the season do you recognize that? And can you just dial up anything? you? What does that mean for you as a defensive player? You could just do a lot more. It gives you more freedom. What does that do for you having guys that smart on the field? Yeah, it, it made us much more – we like to be multiple, okay, Pat? We've always been like that. But it allowed us to do more. Um, and, and, and the statement I've made, because I've been blessed to work with a lot of high IQ football. Antonio Pierce, who's now a head coach in the league. I mean, Tyron Matthew. I mean, I can go on and on. James Laronitis when I was in St. Louis. But this was the highest number of guys on one unit that we've had. And when you have that – I mean, you feel confident in any type of in-game adjustment, anything new that you put in during the week, that the guys are just going to embrace it and roll with it. And they did that all year long. Even when we had injuries, Pat, we had guys that would step right in there from a mental standpoint and do the job. I think, to be quite honest with you, Pat, I think that's a credit to our assistant coaches to have guys like that ready, you know, mentally to go in a game and not skip a beat. Drew Tranquil? Coming to us, you know, new from the Chargers, and Nick gets hurt, Nick Bolton. We step in, we don't skip a beat because he's a high cerebral, high IQ guy, and we were able to keep doing the things we do. How many times have you said wicked in your life, Coach? 
<laughs> you, you get the Boston accent coming up. Oh, you said Chargers. You just parked the car in the garage right there with the Chargers. I mean, I heard the Dunk Kings commercial uh-huh. coming through your spin. I didn't know you were – I mean, that's awesome. I, I couldn't even imagine when you're coaching that, that whole accent coming out there. That's beautiful. That's half the, yeah, half the time they can't understand what I'm saying because of that accent. It's funny. I haven't lived there in 30-some-odd years, but – it's, it's stuck with me, I guess. Yeah, as it should. Hell Never yeah. lose it. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> no. Accents and dialect are a massive piece of culture, and I think somebody's identity, and you should be proud of it. So I hope you keep yeah, it forever. I, the um, Let's talk about the last play. Well, third and four. Let's talk about third and four, yeah. okay? You guys obviously know they pick up that first down, drain the clock, kick the field goal, it's probably over. You show left, yeah. seemingly. Then McDuffie times that thing up perfectly. Is that an audible on the field? Is that a call? How much freedom is there to kind of maybe switch sides on what you're doing based on what the other team sets up with? Well, I'll tell you what happened there, Pat, on that one. And that was a critical play. I mean, sometimes you don't real, realize how important a certain play is when you're in the moment. But, you know, that the that was right before that play. It was getting close to the two-minute warning. So San Francisco let it come down. We had, we had made a call. They had come to the line of scrimmage, if you guys remember. We had made a call but they allowed the clock to come down in two minutes. So now we have a little bit of time to think about it. At that point, I had a thought we should treat it like fourth down. I had some calls on my fourth down sheet. I got on the headset and I looked directly at Nick Bolton because I have all the confidence in the world. And I said, Nick, what do you think about such and such call? And when I saw his reaction was so, yes, let's do it. He was doing it with his hands. I said, that's the one we got to go with. So we put a new personnel in, and the guys executed what we had decided during practice that we would run, like, in a critical fourth down. To us, that was like a fourth down. Like, we had to win that down. Um, And listen, credit to Nick, you know, having, you know, being that confident in the call and making me feel that way. I mean, that's that's the confidence I have in him. And then the guys to go out there and execute. Hey, that's like we Philly, Philly. That sounds like Philly, yeah. Philly almost. Yeah. If you think about how important that play was, I mean. Bolton- I, did, I hadn't thought about that until you said it, Pat. But listen, that's the belief you have in players, right? And a guy like Nick, he's our quarterback. He's our Patrick Mahomes. And when he nods his head and says, yes, that's the one to go with, I'm all for it. That makes my job a lot easier. Steve, we uh, we are baffled by the fact that you didn't get any head coaching interviews, seemingly. Wow. And I want to let you know, we're also very pissed that you're back, Andy's back, Patrick's back, <laughs> Toby's back, what? Travis is back. It's not fun for the rest of us, but I can see why every player that's ever yeah. played for you loves you. Speaking of playing for you, you did a little something different than everybody else. Tone has a question for you, Coach. Yeah, Coach, it came out from people that were watching the film, and who knows how correct it is, but they it showed that you ran the highest percentage of, of man against the Niners by far that they have faced this season. It was a... How? When did you know coming into the game that that that's what you were gonna do? And is it is it just because of the absolute dogs that you have on, on the back end that you thought you could match up well against their weapons? Well, that has a lot to do with it. Um, I will say this: uh, the reason we shifted gears there were, was twofold. A, I thought I got a great deal of respect for Brock Purdy. To be honest with you, man, he. I th- he was yeah. exceptional. Uh, I, as I watched him during the week, I thought he was exceptional. He scared us in a lot of different ways. But the way he attacked zones and the timing, you guys probably talked about it all week, is in breaking routes and mm-hmm. he's throwing it before the TV makes his final break. And he hit a couple of those on us. And we just decided that we needed tighter coverage. We knew we had the guys to do it, and Trent and LJ and, and Josh and Jalen when they went out there. So we made that shift. Now, I was feeling it in the second quarter, but kind of went heavy on it 
in the second half. The very first three plays, I believe, of the second half were all man. Uh, I just watched it just not a half hour ago again, and I thought the coverage was tight. But that was that was confidence in the guys we had and, and really a credit to or compliment to Kyle Shanahan and his quarterback and how good they are against zone coverage. Okay, we'll talk about you watching the film uh-huh. again here after, yeah. you know. Yeah. Who are you doing? You're giving grades right now? I'm not even, I'm not even getting into it. You're, you're a football psycho. You can't help yourself. You can't help myself. Yeah, you're a football no. psycho. Hey, we got this stat from Hembo uh, immediately after the Super Bowl. Your Chiefs defense faced the number two, three, four, and six offenses in the NFL this season in the playoffs. They combined to average 28.3 points per game during the season. Against your defense, only 15.8, okay, against you guys. Why do you think during the playoff run – when the best teams are playing and the best offenses are there and everybody's at their height and their best, why do you think you were able to kind of do something that nobody else was able to do these defenses? Like that Miami defense, obviously it's negative 15 or whatever. They're going to say that's the case. (laughs) Josh Allen, though, and the Bills were rolling. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens were seemingly unstoppable, just a machine. Is it like, do you just come up with like – the strategy, the scheme, obviously you're going to say your players because the way you are, but like, yeah. why do you think your te- defense played the best ball whenever it had to against the best offenses in the entire NFL? You know, Pat, I think some of that can go back to the fact that we had guys that had been through this before. I mean, a number of our guys, we were young, um, we're still young, but we were really young last year and they kind of went through it. And we've got some veteran leadership that reckon, the guys have recognized the moment. Chris Jones, I mean, LJ Sneed now, Justin Reed, Nick Bolton. I mean, guys that have been in this kind of battle. And, and listen, we all know defensively that if you don't step it up on that side of the ball in the playoffs, you're really not going to go anywhere. It's hard in this league to outscore people. And we certainly don't want to do that to, you know, Andy, Patrick, and the whole offense. We want to do our share, and we know our share is to get the ball back to the offense with as many many minimal points as possible. Uh, and I think our guys, as a credit to the, to the coaches and the players to go out there and play the way they did. The intensity, the passion that our guys play with is just remarkable. Hey, I heard practice banging. Super Bowl week. I heard we were getting after it, too, all the way through. That's a Is that every Super Bowl? Did Andy change that this year? What was it? Well, no, he no. We stuck. To, what we do is on Monday we put the Andy puts the pads, shoulder pads back on. Now, now we're not killing each other, Pat, but we were out there. I heard it got. Get, hey, I heard it got pretty. It, hey, we heard it got no, pretty it was. real. No, they were the guys were into it. Well, listen, they they didn't play a game on a Sunday, so they they needed that weekly, you know, hitting people, and we got after it pretty good without hurting each other. It was great. It was great. It was great practice to be a part of. Yeah, I bet you. Yeah. Coaches love that. <laughs> Hey, yeah, loved it. Yeah, awesome. coaches love that. Some players are like, what the hell are we doing out here today? This is Super Bowl. <laughs> coaches are like, uh-huh. you see the boys hurt. They're ready to go. Yeah. One of the guys you mentioned there, obviously, Yvette, going to be a free agent. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Coach, you said Nick Bolton's the Mahomes of the defense. It feels like Chris Jones is probably the Travis Kelsey then on the other side on that defensive line. And yesterday he said he was coming back for another three years. <laughs> and his agent wasn't too happy about the amount of booze in him <laughs> yeah. and that he was being served. But that was probably music to your ears. But how awesome is it? being able to, you know, talk to Bolton and also know all those guys on the back end can do their jobs when you got, you know, Chris Jones and you only need to cover guys for two seconds because how good he is. And what does he bring yeah. to the defense, just even on a day-to-day basis as one of those leaders on that front seven? Yeah, Chris is a character that came out yesterday, obviously. And you're right about his agents. They were probably a little squirmy in their seats. But he, listen, he, uh, the thing about Chris is his personality never changes. Like, what you see is what he is. And he's 
he's great to work with during the week. He keeps everybody loose. Um, and he knows, he recognizes the importance of an important moment. And that's when he usually shines. But I tell you what the, you know, you mentioned all those guys, which I think was great because it took a whole unit. But when I, when I throw the tape on, what I get the most satisfaction out of is when the rush and the coverage kind of come together. In other words, you watch LJ and Trent, and they got tight coverage, and so the quarterback's got to hold it for another half a second, and then boom, there's Chris Jones or Mike Dane or, or, or George Karloftis, and, and that's how this unit has functioned all year long. Each piece kind of plays its part, and it makes the other part the other parts better. And a guy in the middle, like I keep coming back to Nick, but the guy in the middle makes it all go. It's it's a fun defense to watch. It really is. And then as we talk to, like, Eli Manning, who described Antonio Pierce, who described you as Spags, it's like as you start watching, it's like, oh, this is all – everybody's on a string here. Everybody's playing the same music. You know, one band, one sound. Mm. That that is kind of how it's all going. It's championship run. Now, what's your relationship like with Patrick? Because Patrick, uh, I think after the first playoff game – he said about halfway through the season, I had to evolve as a player and realize, like, we got a defense that's really good, so I don't need to maybe risk it as much. We can punt the ball and let our defense kind of do its thing. That was interesting to hear, especially from a guy who everybody wants to say, like, this is the greatest quarterback of all time. His ego could get in the way and say, like, no, yeah. offense is going to do this. So for yeah. him to be open and say, like, I had to realize that I need to not mess it up for our defense in the middle of the season. What is your relationship with him, and what do you see behind the scenes out of that guy that, like, legitimizes all the GOAT talk that's currently happening just six years into his NFL career? Yeah, I mean, listen, what you're saying is exactly – Patrick's a team guy. He's all about winning. He's all about team. And, and, you know, when you're on the other side of the ball, that makes you feel tremendously good. That that was a huge, huge compliment that Pat – paid to all of the defensive coaches and players when he made that statement. And we believe in him the same way. And it's a two-way street here. But you watch Pat Patrick Mahomes operate day-to-day. He walks by my office every day on his way to the quarterback meeting room or when he's on the field. And it's always about making all the other guys better. It's not that Patrick doesn't sit out there and make it all about him. He wants to, he wants to win so bad. He doesn't care how it happens. And that's the beauty of Patrick Mahomes. And it's the beauty of the rest of the guys who have all kinds of confidence in him. And they, they'll roll with him at any time. We rolled with him. They, like I say, thank God we had Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game because, you know, you give up a field goal and you're just not really sure what's going to happen. And he comes right down and scores and we all celebrate. We all knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Watching. I mean, every, everybody watching, literally. Everybody watching, yeah. I guess, except for Niners fans, probably. And that Niners defense, phenomenal right. as well. Like, not even. Okay. But it's just, thought- he, he already has, like, the Tom Brady effect. Like, oh, you gave Patrick Mahomes a chance here. Right. And he's going to go. He's only 28 years old. Mm. Specs, he's only. It makes no sense. Amazing. He's, no. He talked about growing up in a locker room. You think that helped, obviously? I, I got to believe it did. I tell you what I've been trying to do, guys. I wanted to see if he could be the first two-way player. <laughs> we can get him over safety, get him to play corner. I don't know how the coach Reed's going to go for it, but how about that, right? That Wouldn't that set a legacy? Hey, he's got some speed, too. You know, he'll, he'll start opening up the stride listen, a little bit. Listen, this that guy can do whatever he wants. If he wanted to be a the ping-pong champion, he could do that. He could, be a, he could be a golf pro if he wanted to be. I mean, he's just that 
naturally gifted and he's a great person. I love being around him. I mean, just all kinds of energy. Well, he's very thankful that you're the defense coordinator for his team and that the rest of the NFL is seemingly not interested in you. Man. How about no more old people are allowed to be hired nope. as head coaches? No chance. Which sucks, Bags. I want to let you know that sucks. You're not supposed to be there for three more years. Bruce has a question for you. Diehard Giants fan. Yeah, Coach, first of all, thank you for the contributions to those uh, Giants Super Bowls. Um, I read that at halftime against the Bills, um, you kind of switched the defensive line's rushing lanes and um, played more zone coverage in the second half when you were playing man in the first half. Can you just talk a bit about how you approach halftime adjustments and how important those were to the Super Bowl run? Yeah, Bruce, I, listen, um, the one of the things about halftime adjustments is if you're making, I mean, we all have, as coaches, have ideas of, uh, we need to change this, we need to do that, but a lot of times it depends on what the players can handle. And I'm going to go back to what, what Pat brought up about the, the number of high, high Q plays we have. You can't make those adjustments on the run in a 12-minute halftime adjustment period unless you have guys that you know can mentally you know, absorb it first and then produce it on the field. I, it's funny. I, I don't, my, my mind is blocked on the Buffalo game. I'm sure what you're saying is, is true. I just know that the job, <laughs> Josh Allen is not an easy guy to defend. He's one of the toughest ones in the league. And we we kind of scratched and battled in that game. I mean, he got him down there and they missed that field goal, thank God for us. But um, anytime yeah. we feel like we're making a good halftime adjustment, it's just because we're complimenting what we think our players can do. Yeah, and the high football IQ, that's like what the Patriots had for all that time, where they were able to have four yeah. different strategies seemingly going into the game, yeah. making quarterbacks see ghosts. Feels like you guys are in the middle of that run. Can you take me through a week for you? So, like, Sunday game, then yeah. Sunday night, we're starting to plan for the next quarterback offense, and then you're putting your – by what time do you know what you're going to be doing to the next team? Because right now you're the guy on the defense side. Oh, yeah. Hey, you're the guy on the defense side of the ball. So I would just like to know, like, your process. So at what yeah. moment, like on a Tuesday, do you know what the plan's going to be for Wednesday install? Like, when do you know what you're going to do to the person? Well, I mean, first of all, you guys know it's not one guy. I mean, I, I keep going back. To OC, 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 OC. I'm sorry. But yeah. Yeah. No, but you know what I mean? It's 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 really important that uh, it, and we're a collaborative group when we do a game plan. Um, listen, when a game ends on Sunday, if it's an away game, I'm on the plane. We all watch it and then try to get some rest Sunday night. But Monday's a complete grind with no players there. Uh, players usually come in on Tuesday. I would say... By the time we get to Tuesday evening, we have a pretty good idea of what we're gonna of what we're gonna do. Now, there's some situational things that come up later in the week, and I, to be honest with you guys, I always begin myself by looking at third down, fourth down, two minute, like all the critical situations I do on Monday before we get together as a staff and start doing first and second down. But we 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 have a we have a great group that works collaboratively through the week, and then. Again, we keep coming back to the players um, because they can absorb it and embrace it and they work at understanding it. You know, something good comes out on Sunday. Are all your coaches back next year? Uh, as of right now, yeah, fortunately for us. I tell you, that's one thing. I was just talking to one of our assistants now, baby. we got three young guys here, quality control guys, that should be, you know, full-time assistants right now. But sometimes when you go on these long playoff runs, and it's been five years for us, you know, fortunately for us, we don't ever want to give it up. But all these jobs for these guys go by the wayside because people don't want to wait, and it's a it's a blessing and a curse. But I, 
we've got a, we've got a great staff here. I know there'll be a, there'll be great coordinators. Some of them are going to be head coaches, and I can't wait till that happens for them. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it'll happen sooner or later for the rest of everybody in the NFL. Amen. You, know, you got yeah. the whole staff back. You're he's in our staff's great. <laughs> Bullshit. Staff is great. Staff's yeah. phenomenal. They're they're all back. The players no, seemingly it's against the rules. Yeah, they're all. They're all back. Well, I tell you the one the one thing I do fear, guys. We have a we have a quite a number of defensive guys whose contracts are up, and we know we can't, you know, we can't keep everybody. One of the things I was praying for each week during the playoffs was to get another week working with these guys because I, you know, I've been in it long enough. You guys know it changes every year. That room changes, and this was one of the best rooms I've ever been blessed to have. And working with them every day was just a joy. So it'll change. You know, every every group, every group changes. Yeah, Veach will figure it out. Yes, that, that's will. a whole. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a whole. Which he should have to retire too. <laughs> Amen. Connor's no. got a question for you, Coach. No, I need my guy Veach. I, I you know don't let my guy Veach get out. No, no, we need him to retire. We need you to retire. Mm-hmm. We need Reed to retire. Right. We need Patrick Mahomes to say, you know what, four is enough. Him retire. Right. We need the whole thing, Spags. That's what we need. Connor's got a question for you. Yeah, Coach. When you're going into games against teams, and whether it's the playoffs or even later in the season. Like, for instance, the, the Niners, I believe their last loss before you guys was to the Ravens. Now, do you go back and do you watch tape of the Ravens to see what they're doing? And then do you pull from that, whether it be plays or strategies that they're using? Or is it mostly like, hey, we do what we do. I'm Coach Spags. I'm the best DC in the history of the National Football <laughs> League. I don't need to pull from anybody. Or how, or how does that work? No, but I'll tell you this. First of all, that was one of the games we looked at because uh, Mike McDonald, actually, Mike and I worked together at Baltimore. He was my quality control. And so there's some similarities in the scheme. But, I'm, hey, we're a beg, borrow, and steal profession. I mean, <laughs> I'm not that. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll steal an idea or take something somebody else. Said. We're not that uh, stuck on what we do. But I think there is something to be said for going and looking at tape of a team that successfully defended an offense. So there is a lot of that. Baltimore was one of the games we picked out. There was a couple others. Um, and then we we believe in looking at games of teams that have a similar defense to we run, like a four down front as opposed to a three, four, because we think like one game, uh, people will attack it the same way. But Baltimore was one of those games. I thought they did a terrific job against San Francisco in that game. They played them. Okay. Well, let's talk about some of these teams because it feels like you are the puppet master for well, you and your staff, obviously, yep. and your team. Yeah. Coach uh, Diggs got a question for you. Last one, actually. Yeah, Coach. Sure. A, lo- a lot of people were shocked or surprised that the Ravens and the Niners, particularly in the third quarter, just stopped running the football. Now, was that a shock to you or as well, or was that – your goal was that part of the game plan to get because that was their obviously those two team strengths mostly, and is that yeah. is that something that you, you wanted to happen? Obviously, yeah, because we were told Roger Goodell told them yeah, yeah, they're yeah. not allowed to run anymore because Taylor Swift needs to make the yep. Super Bowl. <laughs> the ta- you guys are into the Taylor Swift effect. Right? Whoa, yeah, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Just telling you what I was told <laughs> on the internet. No, but that was a conversation. Like, hey, they stopped doing what they were good at, and yeah. everybody's like, that's yeah. a bad decision by them. But we think there's a chance that you potentially, your defense was a reason why they did that. Was that a surprise to you, and did you expect it? Great question, Tone. Well, what you're saying is is true. I mean, one of our goals against both those teams was to stop the run force to try to get them one dimensional. Um, now, both games were close enough that I thought maybe they would stick with it a little bit more. But look at, you know, those are those are smart offensive coaches. They make decisions for certain reasons, and I think in both those games, we at least I thought hung in there 
against the run, and maybe they decided that the best way for them to um, you know get some points on the board, be a little bit more explosive, was to throw it. But Lock. listen, we got to defend whatever they do, and I, I, we were scared to death of both those teams right <laughs> football. Okay, well, it sounds like you're going to be scared to death to a couple more championships over the next few years because for some reason everybody's staying mm-hmm. in beautiful Kansas City. Thank you so much for the time. What's the offseason look like? You're already watching film? We're already preparing? We're doing a little film, but I'm, I listen, I'm getting on a plane tomorrow. I'm going to go down to sunny Miami, enjoy a little bit of time down there with my wife because she deserves it, and then uh, then get back here and get back at it. I'll tell I mean, you. The, the combine's right around the corner, guys. It's like two weeks from now we're at the combine. It's like it happens quick. Yeah, we did not know that. We actually nope. scheduled off for the combine. It's in <laughs> Indianapolis. We had, we thought it was at least a month away. It's very quick. Boom. It's right there. Yeah. Hey, hey, if we're um, if we're doing anything at the combine, will you stop by? We'll be in the in the stadium if we're doing anything. Absolutely. Bank it. Put it put it in the books. Boom. All right, we will put it in the books. First. En- enjoy <laughs> Miami. You're the man, ladies and gentlemen. Four times Super Bowl champion, Thanks. defense coordinator Thanks. for the Chiefs, Steve Spagnuolo. Yeah, coach. Did we know that he had that? big of a wicked accent out of Boston. Awesome. I knew he was a mask guy. Um, I, I think maybe it's because he coached for the Giants. Uh, I did not know that. I thought he was like a New York accent type guy, but boy, that guy is from the heart of Massachusetts. How about like, when he said the charges they did this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he sounded like the Dunkings Kings yeah. commercial. 4-3. You know, we look at guys who run a 4-3 front instead of a 3-4. Yeah, Drew Twank. Well, I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was... I did not expect that out of him. No. I, I should have known a little bit more about him. The, the amount of pass off credit to other people. Of awesome. Yeah. And the fact, and he talked about this, you know, it's been five years we've had long playoff runs. All of assistant coaches are still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we talk about the D coordinator remaining, and obviously offense coordinator is going to be there if Andy Reid's there. We saw that because Travis Kelsey yelled at Andy Reid. He didn't yell at Matt Nagy, you know, Boom. for potential things that were taking place. Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey addressed that yesterday. I think Travis would not would not like that to be a part of something that he would do. But in the moment, basically shit's going to happen is seemingly the whole thing. And nobody loved it. But it's like they've been able to keep all the main pillars together. Mm-hmm. And then all the assistant coaches as well. Mm-hmm. And he talked about injuries and having young guys ready. Yeah. It's like injuries are going to happen. And the Chiefs have just been able to just keep going. It's unfair. Yeah, I don't he, like it. He's right. He's right about the coaching staff because, you know, all all of these owners and, and, and coaches, they want to have their staff set and, like, ready to go. So if you're still playing in the Super Bowl, that is a that is definitely an advantage to keeping your coaching staff together. And they talked about it yesterday. I think it was D-Butts talking about how they've had all the – they've had five, five years of, of – playoff runs to go over literally every single scenario that an offense could present to you in football and then having all those same guys come back every single year they they are leaps and bounds when a season starts ahead of every now the thing about it is and this happens to successful teams in every sport their seasons are much longer than everybody else's yeah. they get two weeks off before the combine happens there's a lot of coaches, coaching wise yeah yeah there's a lot of coaches that were you know for the last six weeks have yeah. just been hanging out Bingo. having a good yeah. time resting relaxing maybe re-strategizing scheming learning everything like that these guys have been game mm-hmm. planning for how many weeks straight for 30 30 30 yeah. weeks straight pretty much yeah. it's like that whenever you win you also have the shortest amount of rest. Oh, yeah. We talked about it with LeBron James. I think everybody has because he won like 12 straight years or something, like 11 straight years oh, to, yeah. to at least the finals or uh, to the conference finals. Yep. It's like the amount of basketball that he has played is so much more than everybody else. Yep. The amount of football that the Chiefs and the amount of time they played football over the last five, which goes back to the Patriots. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> well, uh, the most amount of football, the most amount of success, the least amount of rest. It, it's just like all of it is set up for you not to be great over a sustained period of time. And we're right in the middle of the Chiefs being that team. Yeah, and it, it is brutal. And you go to New England. It's like you wonder why the Patriots didn't name coordinators all the time. It's because they get poached every damn year. So if you don't name them, maybe there's a better chance. But it explains a lot about Philly. I mean, Philly lost both of their coordinators. And you Let alone how many position Group yeah, coaches. also got poached. Yeah, yeah. They lose. exactly. It's and like that. It matters. We don't a talk lot. about it ever. No, nobody talks about matters. it. I, we we don't talk about position group coaches. And I feel like we've been in, you know, I don't want to say in buildings more than our show has been more than any other show. Well, between you and AJ, let alone. Well, then you also bring in Saban, Saban, Coach yeah. Pagano, and AQ and AQ, Darius, JJ, and JJ, not us. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron's played a long time. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we talk a lot, I think, a little bit about, like, hey, this is inside building, how actuality works. And we don't even reference the position group coaches. So I feel like we need to maybe put a little bit more respect on some of their names. But also, there's a lot of them. Yeah. 32 teams, a lot of coaches. The ones that you know you – because it's it's hard to know all of them. There's so many. But, like, you talk about Shep with the Lions and stuff like that. The ones that you guys know you always shout out. Watch out for quarterback coach of the commanders – yeah. On a fast track to the top. Mm-hmm. David Blau. Yes. That one. That one yeah. is now the quarterback coach Thanksgiving Blau. For, for the Washington Boom. Commanders. Cliff Kingsbury, now the offensive coordinator for the Commanders. He said, Who do I want to get my on my staff? Mm. I watched Thanksgiving one time with this guy for the Lions. What was his name? Plo Plough? Plow. David. Wow, is now the quarterback coach for the Commanders. I didn't even know he retired. I don't think I, I think all of us would have assumed he was on a team I don't somewhere. Know if he retired or... as a backup quarterback, but now he is. Cole, I should know this. I think he was on the Lions this year, guys. Maybe this is why I the deal with the Raiders this. fell through. Actually, Cliff said, "I want blah." Oh, <laughs> Mark, Mark Davis, <laughs> three said, You're years. not getting blah. Well, he was with the he was with <laughs> the Cards in Cliff's final season, and he must have really impressed, like as a football mind, where Cliff said, "Hey, I've, if I get an OC job again or whatever, you're you're my quarterback." I wonder if. Colt McCoy got the call first, and Colt was like, I'm I still think I can spin it. Yeah. And I'm governor. Let's talk about teams sticking together. The Minnesota Vikings have a lot of decisions to make, and Justin Jefferson was doing interviews during Super Bowl week. Here's him chit chatting about quarterback decisions and contract decisions. Kind of, I mean, I know it's going to happen because it's the biggest story about these people, but I don't enjoy, and this is, listen, I would do the same thing if I were them. Asking guys contract questions is so interesting to mm-hmm. me, you know, because like what happened with Jamar Chase in front of his locker yeah. in Cincinnati whenever he was cleaning out his locker with T, asked with T Higgins, a teammate of his, <laughs> yeah. like, hey, are you willing to take, uh, let's say, more money up front for a longer deal, uh, maybe <laughs> a little bit less money to help out T Higgins? It's like, do I, if he doesn't have an agent, I think that's okay. But like, if he has somebody doing, I think it's just a little weird. I think you're putting people in weird spots. But like Justin Jefferson, massive news because he's about to break the wide receiver market wide open. So Siciliano and our guy Daniel Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah asked him about the quarterback situation in Minnesota, potentially lending a hand in the decision on whether or not he goes back. Yeah, those numbers are great, but you said you don't know who's going to be the quarterback. Would you, would you pass on doing a deal this summer? If there's still uncertainty as to who the long-term quarterback is going to be, um, that's a great question. But um, I really don't know at this very moment. Uh, you know, it, I really have to see if you know we really bring back Kirk or not. You know, if we decide to want to draft or want to pick up a quarterback, 
uh, all of that plays a part. But also, you know, I, I still was managed to get a thousand yards by playing through four different quarterbacks <laughs> as well. So, you know, it really doesn't really matter too much, um, you know, who's throwing me that ball as long as someone's throwing it to me. Uh, I feel like I'm I'm confident and I have the ability uh, to make plays, uh, no matter if the ball is you know 100% um, accurate or or if it's a little behind or a little in front or a little off. So uh, I'm always confident in my game, confident uh, that I'm going to play the same no matter who's going to throw me that ball. But, of course, you know, having Kirk out there to, to be that leader and that captain um, and, and to, to throw that ball with accuracy and precise as he does, uh, it, it definitely is, is very, you know, valuable and useful uh, being a receiver. Phenomenal answer yeah, from Justin Jefferson. Complimented Kirk Cousins, put Kirk Cousins over, also flex a little bit. Hey, just a reminder, four different quarterbacks still had over 1,000 yards, and that was hurt. Hmm. So if they can't spin it and they're not accurate, Whatever. I don't care. I'm going to catch yeah. the ball. Let's remember that. And it has become something where it's like, all right, Justin Jefferson is about to get paid like a quarterback. Yes. So will the Minnesota Vikings be able to continue with Kirk? Everybody's assuming not because you're not going to be able to pay wide receiver uh, quarterback money and quarterback quarterback money, especially Kirk Cousins with what he's been able to do business-wise. You assume another team's going to have to do that. But it's like Justin Jefferson is potentially the focal point of the Minnesota Vikings, and that'll be vastly different than how we've seen teams built in the past. But why not a guy who's arguably the best wide receiver you look at his stats and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, this yeah. dude is the guy. Historic. Historically the guy. We love Justin. I hope he gets broken off, but the salary cap gymnastics is going to have to be very real with that particular decision. Yeah, you're going to need Kevin O'Connell to be in his back because, I mean, you saw what oh, yeah. Kevin O'Connell did with Josh Dobbs. He comes in right away, and they win. And so that's incredible, and clearly he's had success working with quarterbacks. The Pastronaut did fall off. That rocket did not leash the moon, but still there were a few there games a, there. Boy, there, was a, there was a short leash on him. Yeah. Yeah, they pulled him out. Yes, they did. They said, Pastor, it's fun games, but we're about done with that. Still and then Nick Mullins. The yeah. <laughs> Legit. Phenomenal stuff. Nick Mullins against the Bengals throws that ball where Kevin O'Connell's watching it like, <laughs> are you shitting me? And then they put they, they put him back in. Jaron Hall. Had Excuse a, me. That was Jaron Hall, not yeah, Nick Mullins. Yeah, Don't yeah, want to yeah. bury Nick Mullins there. Yeah, no reason to do that to Mullins. But nonetheless, Justin Jefferson said, you throw it, I'm going to catch it. I don't care. All right, let's just remember that's the case. Way to handle a good, tough business question as well on Radio yeah. Row on behalf of Sleep Number. Ooh. Sleep tight. Hey, Michael Fabiano, fantasy sports guru here. If you're not on Prize Picks yet, what are you waiting for? Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million active members. This isn't like other daily fantasy apps where you're playing against a bunch of sharks. It's just you against the numbers. And with as little as four correct picks, you could turn $10 into $1,000. The enormous selection of players, sports, and stat types are what makes Prize Picks the largest daily fantasy sports app. They've got basketball, hockey, soccer, racing, whatever you're into. Watch your favorite players make progress during the game or make new picks for the second half and fourth quarter. Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit of up to $100. Just download the Prize Picks app and use code TPMS. That's code TPMS on Prize Picks for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Four are happening all around us, and we'll be talking about all of them this hour. Kendrick Perkins will join us, Tyrese Halliburton will join us, and then in the next hour, about one hour from right now, a man named Chad Lystico. Boom. Nailed it. 
Chad Lystico, Iowa sports columnist, Des Moines Register, and Iowa City Press citizen will join us to chit-chat about Caitlin Clark doing something historic this evening where the cheapest ticket price is available on SeatGeek for 217 bucks to watch her break the all-time scoring record for women's college basketball in the history of the NCAA. We'll talk about everything happening around the sports world with a couple great dudes. The talks table is here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. Fly Eagle Fly, baby. Hey, thank you very much. You're a great dude, too. That was incredible. Uh, Spags, what if I almost just actually, yeah, yeah, I almost just actually exactly. said it there. What a weapon that guy is, actually. I couldn't imagine how much they love playing for a dude like that. Massive Boston accent. I don't think I expected that no. at all going into the conversation, but he chit-chatted with us for like 30 minutes talking about how good his team is and how good his assistant coaches are. And he just got done watching the film again of the Super Bowl this morning. <laughs> These football guys are football guys forever. Speaking of, one half of the hammer, Don, Don. Cowboys Town Diggs is here. The other half of the hammer, Don, Don. Cowboys Bubba Gumpino looking clean. Hey, baby, oh, Gump. Gump, you might have to get up here for Tyrese Halliburton joining us in about 28 minutes or so. But what a great weekend here in Indianapolis. Beautiful, beautiful coming up. The dunk contest is going to be electric because Jalen Brown's the first time like a superstar has really been in it, a guy who's got paid. And the three-point competition is absolutely stacked. Yeah, the NBA All-Star weekend is happening here in beautiful Indianapolis, Indiana. I think Gump is probably going to make an appearance at most of these things. Yep. Oh, I assume yeah. Connor's going to be making an appearance at oh, a lot yeah. of these as well. Yep. The three-point contest is good because anybody can get hot. Anybody. Like Trey Young could not miss a single ball for three rounds sure. if exactly. he really yeah. wants to. Tyrese Halliburton in his city. What? As an all-star, represent he could absolutely do some damn. Donovan Mitchell, Damian Lillard, Jalen Brunson, Cat, Laurie Markkinen. Ooh, sneaky, oh, yeah. that, sneaky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Malik Beasley, congrats to all of them uh, for getting a chance to represent. Is the Sabrina Ionescu, uh, Ionescu, Steph Curry thing happening? Yes, yes, that's still happening, just separate thing. Okay, not all-star weekend. Uh, no, I think it is this weekend, but I don't know which night. Saturday night I okay. saw. Okay. So, gotcha. I mean, we got a massive weekend here in Indianapolis. Lucky to be here. Thankful to be here. We'll have Kendrick Perkins joining us in about seven minutes to chit-chat about all things NBA. Uh, joining us now from Natick in Ohio is a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup winner, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, COVID survivor, father of 10, lazy gem agent. Hawk. Yeah, Hawker! Hawker! Spags was awesome, man. You talk, yeah. What, I just was watching the film about thirty minutes ago, so yeah, he just yeah. We want man, in their office on the grinding at all time. We want man to man the first three plays of the second half. I actually just watched the film this morning. I was like, this sure. guy, what a maniac! After that, you know, after the parade yesterday, who's he going to give grades to? He said a lot of our defensive guys aren't even on contract anymore, <laughs> so he might not even see any of these. Just wants to make sure he can always get better. Football dudes are always going to be football dudes. But whenever you think about this Kansas City Chiefs team, AJ, the more we learn, the more we got to fear that they're going to be they're going to be great forever. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing for people that are rooting against the Chiefs, they're hoping, hey, they get complacent, they start reading their their headlines, they don't they don't work like they uh, used to, and it doesn't look like any of that's going to happen because, like, what, what we say, the whole staff is coming back. Yes, they are worried about certain players that they're not going to be able to retain, but yeah, like the core is back. Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes is there, and Travis Kelsey is there, and. Big Red's calling the play, so I think they'll be okay. Yeah, and Patrick has already reiterated like four different times. Nobody's done three in a row. Nobody's done yep. three in a row in this modern era. Of football. Nobody's done it. Nobody's done it. It's like, okay, so that is the – let alone the devastating end to yesterday. Like, that's a whole nother motivating mm-hmm. for the city coming together. It's like they uh, – yeah, they they, they, oh, they have the next uh, – They got it. 
seemingly decade. Now, speaking of decade in decades in dynasty, there's a docuseries coming out on Apple about the New England Patriots dynasty. A lot of things are coming out. Adam Vinatieri will be guest hosting yesterday live or tomorrow from the Thunderdome because he's a part of this entire thing. Excited to take a trip back in time? Do you think they maybe should have waited a little bit longer after football <laughs> season? What are your thoughts on this dynasty doc coming out on Apple about the New England Patriots, AJ? I mean, I am intrigued by all of the little things that I have read from it. Um, yeah, it feels like people actually were very open and honest, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, their narrative, like, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all in It's all in. Building. It's their – what do you call it? Well, that's your truth. Yeah. That's what you – isn't that how you always say? Well, that's, that's yeah. this is my truth. That's your truth. It's like – I'm excited to see what drama and controversy comes out of this, but also what answers do we get from things that we've asked about for a long time? Allegedly, Ernie Adams said, I'm taking some stuff to the grave. Don't even try. So that's fun no. to think about. What does that mean, though? What does he – what, like, you know, what does he, he was have? the one deflating the balls. It was actually Ernie's <laughs> fingernails. It he was, was videotaping. He was deflating. He was working the weather machine. That was all bigger. Remember the Astros with the uh, whole entire exoskeleton? Ernie Adams. He had that in his brain yep. through his eyes. Yeah, so remember, could... remember there was a rumor that uh, Tom Brady had something on his teeth that would actually – so yeah. they'd be able to talk past the 15-second uh, speaker thing in the helmet. Do you remember this? I do not remember. There was that was a real something that, that people actually said that. Yeah. So there was uh, it was like probably 15 years. Oh, ago, that explains the where there was something like he could uh, they could talk to him through his teeth because it vibrated mm. his jaw so he could hear, hear yep. past the 15 yeah. second on a play clock. So maybe that's what Ernie Adams talking about, so that you know they could have eyes in the sky to Tom and say cover two, cover two is happening there through his teeth. It, it, Remember they were communicating. Smart, exactly. That's the type of things that are going to happen to Kansas City. They need to know that. Yeah. All these things, and especially in the world that we're in now, we're in a louder world now, a more creative world now, mm -hmm. a more technologically advanced world now. The amount of things that are going to get thrown out about why the Chiefs are better than everybody in a league that's supposed to have parity every single year, it's going to be ridiculous. And the Patriots experience all of that. So hopefully we'll get a chance to dive into what the conspiracies were on why the Patriots were so good for so long back 20 years ago so we can maybe relive some of those now with what the Chiefs are doing. And it's, it's, it's such a good layout. Like, we know the years. Like, I assume Vinny's huge in these first two episodes tomorrow. And I assume going forward, like the Welker interview, probably around, you know, fifth episode, sixth episode. You think Ernie Adams has legitimate superpowers, though, maybe? And the whole entire thing, how they can control the yeah. weather. Ernie actually developed a way to build something that can actually drum up thunderstorms and wind and everything. Well, if he if he can do that, we'd like him to tell us so we can help the world out a little bit. And just do sun. Yeah, well, we just need to be sunny. No, 70s. you need some rain because rain yep. brings flowers. Well, Rain makes corn. Corn makes whiskey. Love the whiskey. You know? And then whiskey also. What's that? Makes. My baby. The old Fursky. It does. And Bruce. Yeah, it makes you pass out at you two. That's also true. Rain is a good thing. Yeah. need more. Very important. Rain is a good thing. Okay. Joining us now is also a good thing. We are thankful that he shows up on television. Yes. Mm -hmm. We're thankful that he comes on our show. His fit this morning got judged, but I think he looked fantastic. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the always racist NBA <laughs> stud, Kendrick Perkins. Yeah. What's up, fellas? Hey, the Cuban link looks fantastic. As a man who, you know, wears necklaces uh, every once in a while, my neck, nowhere near the size of your neck, it has to be difficult to find the proper size necklace to fit around a six-foot, what are you, six-foot what? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, Pat. You know, some people, some people, some some people in the world say I'm a six ten, you know, three hundred and plus pound version of Morris Chestnut. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and, and I mean, if you put us side by side, I mean, I think it. You know what I'm saying? You see the resemblance yeah. a little bit. <laughs> All right, so six foot ten. Yes, three hundred and whatever. Yeah, 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 I ain't gonna go into how much over. 300 pounds. Yeah, we're going we'll down. Though. We're going down right now, right? Aren't we? We're on a mission to go yeah, down. Yeah, we, yeah, we're going down. That necklace is going to be a little bit looser the uh-huh. next time we see him. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a little bit looser the next time we see you, Kendrick. Huge weekend. <laughs> I see it. Yeah, I see it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I, I mean, now I mean, that's, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could go ball. I can go ball. No, no, no you hang on, you hang hair. on to that. You hang yeah. On. yeah, you know what I mean. Because once you start doing the, the, you know, pushback. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, this the Stephen A. You said it. Not yeah, me. well, he knows. I mess with him all the time about it. He knows, but he he's holding on to it. Kudos to him. <laughs> the beard. <laughs> Your beard has almost become synonymous with your kind of look, yeah. and uh, I think it's phenomenal. Honestly, I, I, I think your look is fantastic. Let's talk about the NBA a little bit, about to have a huge weekend. NBA All-Stars happening here in Indianapolis. We had Adam Silver on yesterday to chit-chat about how the NBA players seemingly respect and appreciate All-Star Weekend a little bit more, maybe than how NFL players view the Pro Bowl, or how and they debuted an LED board uh, court that's going to be in Lucas Oil Stadium for the Celebrity All-Star Game that's happening tomorrow night 7 p.m eastern then the festivities on saturday and sunday as well is it just uh is that a real take on this whole thing like you guys in the nba appreciate all-star weekend you come into the league appreciating all-star weekend do ogs tell you to appreciate all-star weekend like why do you think the nba all-star weekend is what it is versus maybe what other leagues have to deal with every single year well well one it's an honor two right guys get a lot of bonuses for making the all-star right but on top of that, we got to give a lot of credit to Adam Silver. In my opinion, I feel like he's the best commissioner in sports, right? When you talk about a player's commissioner, when you talk about a guy that is going to do everything to make sure the players are, you know, accommodated, make sure that the players, you know, uh, are able to benefit from actually, you know, going down to All-Star Weekend. So it's so many things that, a lot of those guys could capitalize on, right? And no matter what city it's in, Adam Silver and the NBA does an excellent job of making sure the players enjoy themselves and put on a good show, a great show for the fans. Yeah. Like, you know, last year we had McCong, right? The kid <laughs> the, the kid that won the dunk contest. Excellent idea. Excellent idea, right? Bringing in someone that actually wants to participate in the dunk contest. Because we saw over the last few years, like, the dunk contest was on the downward spiral. Oh, yeah. The tops in the game, they didn't want to enter the enter the dunk contest. Now, all of a sudden, you see a guy like Jalen Brown, right, come in late and say, you know what, let me add this to my resume. And that's what we want. We want guys like Jalen Brown. We want guys like John Moran. We want the uh, Zion Williamson. And I think what Jalen Brown did was fantastic because he jumped off the porch and said, you know what, Let, we need more of this. We need more of our 
you know, young superstars to participate in this dunk contest. Thank it's you, a major J- thing. Thank you, Jalen. Love you, Jalen. Thank you, Jalen. Because yeah. we as casuals love the dunk contest. Yes. Like some of the biggest moments from All-Star history will come from the dunk contest, whether it's, you know, taking off from the foul line or windmill or the behind the back or any of the celebrations that take place. And then you're right. What it's become, uh, I, I think it's easy for a lot of people that aren't NBA diehards, it's become something for – like the casuals to be able to mock like oh the nba doesn't care look at the nba players not only we got load management they refuse to do like the dunk contest and everything like that so jalen brown coming back let's go jalen let's go jalen maybe next year we will get john morant taking off in there zion just dropped 36 last night look out maybe next year we do get zion doing his thing but uh i appreciate how you nba players view nba all-star weekend and we're very grateful it's happening in indianapolis there's parties and CMOs of every company, CEOs are in town here. It's like, it's the NBA Super Bowl, like Adam Silver said yesterday, and Indy is very, very lucky and happy to be hosting it. Go ahead, AJ. Perk, uh, how bad do you think each team wants to actually win the game in the All-Star game? I know there's a big bump, I'm sure, in pay when it comes to that, and you think there's ever a time we're going to see a team score 200 points in one of these games? Let's go. It's it's a strong possibility, but, you know, I actually want to see guys go at it. So whatever that takes, right? Like, you know, a lot of guys would – and you take the in-season tournament, for example. Guys were playing for that extra money. Like, you see you see guys that are getting paid 60-plus million. Like, Braun wanted to win the in-season tournament, but Braun also said – I think it was Braun or maybe Steph, one of those guys – no, it was Dane that, you know – when, when you're when you're when you're competing for something, it's the competition within us as athletes that we want to win, right? If you're a winner, you want to compete, you want to win. That's number one. Number two, if it's a prize at the end, especially when it comes down to money, yeah, then guys are also going to take it to another level, right? It's like no matter how people want to view it, it's two things that rule the world, okay? And <laughs> it's money. Cash rules, everything. Around. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah and it's women. Okay, yeah, we can certainly, yeah. Can certainly uh-huh. get in there. Yeah, power. Yeah, because my wife, my wife ruled my household. Damn <laughs> it, if she unhappy, I'm unhappy. But if she cool, I'm great. You know what I mean? And that's how it goes. So I think you know, the more that they start up in the ante, the more that guys are going to start competing and actually playing some defense in the All Star game. That's the only thing I want to see. Hey, happy Valentine's Day to you and the wife. Happy Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, let's do it. Happy Valentine's Day to you and the wife. And I assume you were so romantic last yep. night. Big perk, obviously. So romantic. Uh, uh, well, well, I mean, you know, we, we talk. <laughs> you know, it's cold outside. Yeah, yeah. So it's big fella season. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, I was working, so I didn't get an opportunity to spend Valentine's with my wife. But, but I will be home on Saturday, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and the big fella will be back, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, all the making up go happen. Yeah, it'll be a build-up. It's even better now because it's like it's like four days of yeah. Valentine's into yeah. one day. So much love. <laughs> so much. And, yeah. and so much romance. Ooh. You know what I mean? Big. We got a big-time Saturday coming. <laughs> let's go. Hey, let's go, Big Perk. Go get it, Perk. Let's yeah. go, Big Perk. Um, uh, the East versus West, does that matter? East versus West making the game East versus West again? Because Adam Silver talked about that mattering. I'm so glad we went back to that format. Yep. I'm so glad we went back to that format. And 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 it, and it does matter. And I think 
Like, we're going to see the competition elevate even more. But you know who I appreciate? I appreciate a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo. If you watch Giannis. Nailed it. Right? Hey, you watch, holy shit. You nailed that, Perk. Why you say that? Well, you nailed his last name. I can't get it. I can't get it. Wait, wait, took, Pat, it took me three years Okay. to, to work on that. Okay? I got time. I got time. I got time. Yeah, yeah, you got time. And who's the other? Tenesis? He's he's exciting to watch. He's awesome to watch. They need to put him in. They need to have like a – they need what's his name? Tenesis? They just need to make a challenge for him. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be – I thought it was Tenesis. And it could sure, be. exactly. I mean, there's a chance you're. Well, I mean, we right. all work. We all work. We don't judge on this show. No, 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 no. We all work. We love the content but, that comes from Tenassus. Yeah, trust, trust Tenassus. Yeah. Anyway, and you know what else? Tough acting. Let, let me say this. I, I, I was playing on the team with Kevin Durant uh, when I was with Oklahoma City, and he was going down to the All Star game, and he he had mentioned to me, he said, "You know what, Perk? I need to go get this under my." under my belt. And I was saying, what you talking about? It's like, I need to go give me an all-star MVP. Mm. That's the mindset that mm. I want to see all the players have, right? Like going into this game and saying that winning the all-star MVP and adding that to your resume, that matters. All the greats have done it from bronze, from to magic, to Jordan. I mean, you know, Shaq, Kobe, like, that that it matters. That shit matters. Going down there and, and wanting to add that accolade under your belt, I think that's huge as well. All right, well, let's keep promoting that. Hell you yeah. Because if we turn this on on Sunday and we see, like, real, that would be mm-hmm. awesome. Sick. That'd be great for the NBA as well. I mean, if you want to go big picture. But now, granted, you got mm-hmm. 82 games already. That's an added game, potentially, where everybody else is getting a break. So I can see how business potentially lingers into the mindset, especially with all the knowledge we have. But if we were to turn that game on, now, first quarter – not going to happen. No. No. Second, right. like, but if we see second Fourth. half and they really get going, it's like, all right, that would be a massive win, Huge. I think, for not only the All Star for the NBA, but for all type of All Star type events. Now, last time you were on the program, you made quite a big declaration that made our Knicks fan very excited. Bruce has a question for you, Kendrick. Yeah, per. Oh. So much has changed since you were. I mean, last time you were on, Jalen Brunson was shooing MVP. We were winning the Eastern Conference. Uh, obviously, OG Ananobi gets uh, elbow surgery. Hardenstein goes down. Um, is there a reason for concern with uh, the Knicks' recent slide with all these injuries, or do you think you know when the, we get these guys back in in March, hopefully uh, they'll be able to turn it on with about a quarter of the season left? Is it a reason for concern? Hell no. Look, all the Knicks fans around the world, all they need to do is keep a cool booty. Everything (laughs) is going to be okay, okay? I I, I believe right now there may be, if I'm not mistaken, three, three and a half games back from the second place spot. When they get healthy, this team could go on a a winning streak, like a 10 to 12-game winning streak. So there's no reason to panic. Last night they played, I believe they was they were out four or five of their key rotational guys. Yep. And and, and we know how like when it when it gets when it starts to like when the all star game starts to weekend starts to creep up, you know, guys start already planning their trips, their vacations, oh, the guys that are not going to all star weekend and there's so much going on and it's the rest period. So just look out for the Knicks when they do get healthy and how they do come back after the All-Star break. Because the Denver Nuggets, right, I, I believe they lost four in a row. And you heard Michael Malone said 
after the game last night, he said this is a great time for guys to get away from the game, lock back in, get their mentality right, and they're going to come back and they're going to be the Denver Nuggets that we saw of old, right, last year. They're going to be refreshed, rejuvenized, and ready to play the game of basketball at a high level. So to all the Knicks fans around there, just keep a cool booty. Everything is going to be all right. Yeah, take the game out, you know, blow on it, and then we'll put it back in after the All-Star break. A a team won by 50 last night. Connor's got a question for you. Yeah, Perk, you're a former Boston Celtics. Uh, You know, they've just been on a tear, per usual. That's what they do. I know a lot of Celtics fans are saying, you know what? Jalen Brown wins a dunk contest at $296 million contract was worth every <laughs> single penny. Uh, last time you were on the program, though, Tony asked you about the bird brain comment you made regarding Joe Missoula and him not being able to kind of change from going from threes to, you know, maybe change the style of the game while in the game. Immediately after that, Joe Missoula was asked to give a injury report and he referenced that and said, you know, you know, I can't give an injury report. I got a bird brain. Um, have you talked to Joe Missoula yet? Uh, and then also I know in the beginning of Missoula's reign, he said, you know, we want all the former Celtics to come back. Has he, has he asked for you to come back since the bird brain or has it not well, come up yet? Why well, I haven't talked to, I haven't spoke with Joe Missoula, but let me tell you, let me say this. I actually love Joe Missoula and and him firing back right like okay. like it's a good thing he actually he's actually embracing that and all I'm doing right now is prepping him for what's to come Hell yeah. because a good man. when he hit adver- yeah because when he hit adversity especially in the city of champions Boston Boom. right i played there eight and a half years I don't think that's a- well, they're going to hit a, they're going to hit a, they're going to hit adversity and the media is going to attack him. The fan base is going to attack him throughout wow. seven-game series. And he needs to be prepared for that. You know what I mean? I actually love it. Now, the invite, I didn't receive the email, okay, that everybody <laughs> else got. I didn't get the email at the beginning of the season. You know what I'm saying? I, I kind of felt my feelings because I do have a great rela- relationship with my guy, Wick Grossback, who's the owner of the Boston Celtics. He actually came to my wedding. I saw him uh, about seven months ago when I dropped my book. He came to, you know, my book book release that I did in New York. Like, he's a great brother, great friend of mine. And me and him always go back and forth on the text, on text message, because he may not like some of the things I say, but that's the relationship that we have. But I didn't get the invite, and I must say, I was in my fucking feelings about that. <laughs> I think you're allowed to be. Eight and a half years is a long time. Eight and a half years is a long yeah. time in the city, especially whenever you win together. And I appreciate the fact that you said, I'm friends with the owner. I love the Celtics. I'm just trying to toughen up his coach a little yeah, bit. Come on. Yeah, you're still a part of the team. Smart. You're still a part of the team. Yeah. You're still trying yeah. to motivate. You're trying to build. You're trying to get them better. That's very nice of you, Perk. They should put a yeah, statue. But, they should put a statue for Big Perk. Today. I'm. I mean, you know, but, you know, I still have a job to do and I have to be unbiased. And and so when I when I think about what I've been seeing from the Celtics right now, first of all, they're going to win the Eastern Conference, okay? Oh. And, and they're going to win the Eastern Conference. Right. I, I, I don't think okay, it's even close, to be honest with you. The depth that they have at the wing and guard position and Bud. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Bud. Drew Holiday, Derek White, Peyton Pritchard has come along uh, very well. I mean, the only concern I have for them winning it all is that 
I don't know how Christoph Przingis' body is going to hold oh, up. Okay. He's never been on the run where he have to make a finals new run body. like this, and we body. know that he's injury prone. But at the end of the day, when you talk about, like, it's night and day, the Celtics, as far as the separation and them and the rest of the Eastern Conference. What are they, the only team that's won 40 games, right? Yeah, only team with over 40 wins, yep. 41-12, yeah. I think, is the yep. record. Mm-hmm. Next best yeah, they get 36 and 18. Yeah, but what about the Pacers? Remember, the Pacers represented in the uh, NBA Cup. Yeah, that's yeah. right, NBA Cup. Yeah. They're going to hang they they're gonna hang the banner for it. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton's coming in a few minutes. You can tell them that. Uh, no, 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 no. I will. Look, look, I love Tyrese Halliburton, but tell him this for me. It's two sides of the basketball, right? Mm. The Pacers are excellent offensively. But if they don't change their mindset and start to lock in defensively, then they're never going to reach the goal that I know they want to reach, and that's actually bringing the championship back to Indiana. It's not going to happen. I mean, history tells us. We don't smack the wood? No. no. We don't smack the floor? Huh? No. We don't smack the floor? The Pacers don't? We don't. Spicy peas helped a little yeah, bit. You're they, telling they me we're not smack- freaking? We're not doing <laughs> They gotta smack the floor. They gotta smack the floor, and they gotta slide them down puppies. (laughs) Slide them puppies. Amen. We're not doing it. All of their over unders, I believe, for the entire year have been north of two hundred and thirty five points. Yeah, the highest totals of all time. Of all time. Last night it was two (laughs) forty five. Boys, we gotta smack the wood. And it went over. They also came back from eleven down last night in Toronto. Spicy peas returned to Toronto. It was a big win. Yep. We won. Yeah, big win. Hell yeah, we did. Thirty-six and twenty-five. Yeah. Eleven games better than they were at the All Star break last season. Okay, we're smacking the wood too Pace going forward. Fans. I love that. Uh, Tone's got a question for you, Kendrick. Big, big perk. I. I Talking to you and getting to know you, I kind of know how you're going to feel about things, but this one I don't know and I haven't heard you talk about it. There was a report that we were going to live in a world where LeBron and Steph were going to play together, and apparently that was talked about. I think, okay, I see the eye, so now I know where you're going. How do you feel about that? That, uh, It's it's like, okay, Golden State, right, they made the call. We know the relationship between Draymond Green and LeBron James, right, represented by Rich Paul, great friendship. All that, that's cool. But there's no way in hell LeBron James could go to Golden State. You know why? Why? It would actually take a hit on his legacy. Now, he's already submitted, okay? But, but, But stay with me when I say this. LeBron James is in what conversation at all times? The GOAT conversation with Michael Jordan. There's no way that he could go and join Steph Curry, who is arguably the greatest point guard to ever touch the damn basketball, in my eyes, a top five player in the history of the game, and go pair up with him. I could see the Jordan fans right now smiling from ear to ear, and it would be hard as a LeBron guy myself to go and defend him on that. I don't see I don't see that happen. Is that LeBron calling you right now or Rich Ball calling you right now? No, no, no. This some of the producers for NBA Today like they don't see me on TV right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm, on, I'm doing the Pat Mack show no, right now. Nobody you watches our mean? show over this, here, but this business right now. I'm standing on business. Yay, sob. I love what you're doing. Um, whatever you think <laughs> about the LeBron legacy and LeBron, like, are they going to win? I know Anthony. Um, uh, he went for 35 last it night. went off. And somebody else went for 35 last night as well. There was two guys. Uh, it might have been D'Angelo Russell. I, I don't know. Yeah. Somebody went for 30. Two guys went for 35 last night for the Lakers. And then I saw uh, the interview afterwards 
Uh, Hachimura. Yeah, they were, he was talking, sitting down, looked very comfortable, like, this is what we got to do. Are the Lake – like, will LeBron win another one? With the, doesn't he have to win another one? Isn't that, like, kind of for this whole thing? He, I don't believe – look, they're not going to win it this year, okay? Now, can Palmer. they be a problem? Can they be a problem in the West, meaning a second-round exit? Yes. Taking the team to seven games in the second round, I believe that. But the West is too loaded. I, I just, right now, I don't see the Lakers getting past the Nuggets. They're, they're not getting past the Clippers. And to be honest, I would actually throw Minnesota in that conversation as well. Sounds Those young right. fellas over there, Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, and what they're doing right now with their franchise being the first, they're the best, de- they have the best defense in the entire NBA. Oh. They play agenda free basketball. They're really, really good. But here, here's the thing. Now, I said it on NBA Today yesterday. I said it on first take this morning, and I'm now I'm saying it on the Pat McAfee show. Hell yeah. The Lakers need to stand pat, right, get through this season, have a run, because another superstar is on the way this summer. Now, I can't reveal who that superstar okay. is because – I'm not Adam Schefter or Adrian Wojn- Wojnarowski. No. That's not my job. And they trust me not to add this, you know, information out on who this player is going to be. But if the Lakers just stand pat, they have another superstar on the way this offseason. Then we could revisit this conversation next year. I mean, I don't necessarily love what just happened there. Now- How does that superstar play with LeBron? I yeah, think they, they, they mesh well together. Shooter, they... Yeah, they'd be good. They... Well, well let, me, let, me, let me tell you this. This superstar actually is the perfect fit, mm. not only for LeBron, but Mike it's Miller. a match made in heaven. <laughs> it's a match made in heaven for Anthony Davis. Ooh. Guaranteed to happen, you're saying. You know, you know what? It's going to happen. With Man. Anthony Davis. How many months do I got to wait now to find out who the hell this is? What, Six. What? Definitely, I mean, definitely look, plays Pat, in the Pat, East you, right can call, you can call me on the side. I trust you. I'll tell Don't. you who it is. So- no. no. <laughs> do not tell me. I will <laughs> right into it. I will. I will. That oh, no. Fuck that. Well, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. D- d- now, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, at least you're honest. Yeah. At least you're honest. We're live for like four hours a day, three and a half hours a day. At some point, it'll be like, now I have heard. You know, and it'll. Can we just rattle some names yeah. here? Or... Yeah, we'll start reading his, his, yeah. his yeah, response. Read the, read the body language. DeMar DeRozan. His mouth closed a little bit there. Steph Curry. And he did say Anthony Davis, so might be a point guard, but also might be a center. Oh, might be a shooter. Might be a shooter. Because a shooter, you know, would be a good. With AD. Because, you know. Pick, pick and roll with AD. Well, oh, my it, God. Look, point you guard. could guess. Y'all could guess all y'all want. But you know, in my past life, I was a really, really great poker player. And I retired like four years ago. So my, my body language and my facial expressions would never change. But I will say this. It will be a perfect piece for Anthony Davis. Did you ever play at Paul Pierce's poker games? No, no, I did. No, I did. Okay. I saw a glimpse into we, some of his card games. Yeah, I mean, you know, we did used to, you know, we did used to play a little poker and boo ray on the plane. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. Camaraderie. Absolutely. We do that in the NFL as well. Uh, yeah. I, I fancy myself a card player as well. 
The truth was having a good time. Though. Yeah, he lives. Yeah, he was he was having a good time. That woman. Yeah. <laughs> are, you coming, are you coming to Indy or no? You're not coming to Indy. Yeah, but I'm coming in for a day, Pat, because, you know, I travel so much. Wife and four kids, you know what I mean? I'm coming in for a day. I got a show to do, one show to do, and then I got to get out of there. You know, sons got basketball tournaments and stuff like that because I got to leave again in a, in a few days. You know, the wife already kind of giving me the side eye about missing Valentine's Day with her, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a whole lot of father and husband duties that I got to fulfill. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, well, safe travels out here to Indy. We'll be lucky to have you. And I can't wait to hear about the romance. Yeah, you know, the next yeah. time we chat. You're the man, <laughs> Big Perk. All right, thank y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, Perk. So the Pacers aren't playing defense? No. no. Uh, not, a little not, bit more now. With, yeah, Spicy P is good that's defensively. Why so that's why they got it. They yeah. got him to smack the wood. And he yeah. could also score, but yeah, he's a good defender as well. Miles Turner's like, Unbelievable yeah. down low. They just don't. He's been around a long time. Long oh, yeah. time. Miles Turner's been here for a long time. Yeah. He Because when he came in, he almost joined like that original yes. game out of Texas. He was going to be the guy. And then now he's still there. He's the leader of the team. I would assume Miles is the guy. Or Tyrese is the Albert. guy. Yeah, Tyrese is the guy. See on the chest. He's a showman. Oh, he, he's so Lord. good. You, you we, saw the one the other off night. Off the backboard? Yeah, th yeah, threw it from the three-point line off the backboard, then to Spicy P. It was sweet. Real game, live game. I don't know why they don't do it more often. Cause like, it works every time. Yeah. I, it does. Just as basic pickup basketball stooge, like... I mean, if I pick up my dribble, easiest way to get it back is just throw that thing right off the backboard. But I guess in the NBA, higher higher basketball IQs uh, than what we're playing in pickup basketball yeah. down there at LA Fitness. But yeah, Tyrese Halliburton is a showman. This Pacers team, I guess they can score. Isn't that what everybody needs yeah. to be able to do whenever it comes to playoffs? To score. Defense yeah. more so in yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. Defense is a decision, though, right? It's a decision to make. Uh, like, hey, we're going to be a great defensive effort. team. That's why the Celtics lost last year, because they couldn't do it on the defensive side of the ball, basically. Tyrese Halliburton is, I guess, five minutes out from the Thunderdome. So when he gets here, we will certainly have to ask yeah. about I heard we're not giving effort. What's going on? That, we're not giving effort on defensive side of the ball. We can win this whole thing, from what I've been told. Let's go back and pivot to the NFL really quickly. Uh, the XFL kickoff rule. It's probably not going to happen. Thank, Thank God. You did it. Thank God. Okay. Mike Florio, uh, Pro Football Talk via NBCSports.com. Per source with knowledge of the situation, the NFL is not likely to adopt the XFL kickoff rule. More specifically, the XFL's unique approach is not likely to muster the requisite 24 votes from ownership. The XFL kickoff puts 20 players five yards apart on the receiving team's 30 and 35-yard line, with those players remaining static until the kick is caught by the lone return specialist. It will result in more returns. However, the source explained that neither the competition committee nor the NFL's coaches are advocating for adoption of the XFL rule. Someone else is pushing it, the source said. If that someone else is the commissioner or someone in the commissioner's <laughs> ear, it can't be ruled out completely because Roger does have the autonomy to put in a rule like he did with the fair catch rule that happened this past year. Goodell is willing to burn political equity and twist a few arms. He could try to get to 24. That's Mike Florio. who's obviously been covering a lot of rumors and things that have happened around the NFL for a very long time. I would just like to go on the record as a former kickoff guy who I think has the highest percentage of touchbacks, which might change. Might change. Might have changed. When I retired, it was the highest. Also, the most amount of uh, recovered onside kicks in the season tied for somebody. Uh, and I recovered. I love the kickoff play. Yeah. Absolutely love the kickoff play. I have like 20-some, like, 
love the kickoff play, want to save the kickoff play, but also understand the kickoff play has just become a formality pretty much mm -hmm. with how good kickers have become. I'd like to see them back it up to the 30. I'd like to see them back it up mm. to the 30. You know, 30. I'd like them to make it go old school and have everybody just sign and say, hey, we will. <laughs> acknowledge that this is a dangerous football play, but we're lucky to be here. We're thankful to be here because if you eliminate the kickoff completely, which is seemingly happening, and then you're going to try to attack on punt, that's a lot of jobs. That's a lot of strategy. That's a lot of scheme. That's a lot of greatness, by the way, that teams put focus on that other teams don't. It's an advantage and a disadvantage for teams that don't try. It's taking away football. It's doing that in a matter of a couple moves. Joining us now is the man that broke that news, uh, founder of Pro Football Talk, now with NBC Sports, Mike Florio. Hey, hey boy, Florio. Mike. Florio Paisan. Good What's up, guys? Hey, thank you for joining us. I want to let you know. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Hey, grazie, prego. Anyways, um, whenever I saw you put the tweet out about the NFL not adopting the XFL kickoff rule, I celebrated I, because the XFL kickoff, for those of us in the NFL, that's just like a practice drill for the kickoff. So guys don't have to run as far. They're going to go down the field. It's, it looks Bush League in my eyes. It doesn't look like an actual kickoff. It makes the kickoff look terrible. Do you think Roger Goodell is going to force this to become a thing like he did with the fair catch rule? And what do you think happens inevitably to the kickoff rule? And why did he mention punt in the same answer during his Super Bowl press conference whenever he was talking about the kickoff potentially being changed, Mike? Well, I'll start with that one. I mean, for years they've been saying the kickoff is the most dangerous play in football, which is never good for the life of the kickoff if people from the league are saying that. The punt is the next most dangerous play. They're trying to avoid situations where guys are running full speed at each other. You dip your helmet a little bit right before impact. You get that extra pressure on the C4, C5. You can get some bad incidents. They're trying to avoid those catastrophic injuries. So what they've done in recent years, and we've seen it, hey, it's the most dangerous play in football. Let's just have less of them. That's not, that doesn't make the play any safer. It just doesn't happen now. And I was told yesterday, because I was interested in what the NFL was going to do, because the UFL, which is the merged XFL and USFL, isn't going to use the XFL kickoff play. They're just going to kick from the 20 and let it go. Yes. I wanted to see if that was going to change the NFL's approach to the XFL kickoff, and I'm told football people don't want it. Others want it. And we've seen others get what they want when they want a rule change that the football people don't want. So I don't, I'm told they don't think they can get 24 votes but that may not stop them from trying go ahead aj mike we hear all of these uh i guess studies that the nfl does when they they try to determine how many concussions were had on each like on a kickoff this year compared to last year do you have any idea what they say those numbers are i mean with the kickoff now is the numbers of concussions going way down i would imagine with less less kicks being returned i feel like well, look, great question. I remember last year when they came out with this number of concussions on kickoff plays. Like, how do you know that a guy got a concussion on a kickoff return? Unless he gets knocked out on the field, it could be something that happens on a different play. And I think that to the extent they want to keep the kickoff rules as they were this year with the fair catch inside the 25, it goes to the 25, they don't come up with something better. At some point, we're going to hear, hey, the numbers are better now. Yeah, because there's fewer kickoffs. It keeps adding up to fewer kickoffs. First time ever. Super Bowl. Not a single kickoff return in the entire game. 57 prior Super Bowls. There was at least one kickoff return this year. Zilch. Zero. And it was the seventh longest game in NFL history. So they got to come up with a solution. And until that, it is, as they've admitted, a dead play. It's a meaningless play. And I don't know what they're going to do. But I'd like to think there's enough people making enough money that somebody's going to come up with a solution to this thing.
How come we can't just get them to sign off and say we know that it's a dangerous play? Well, that's just one part of it. That's getting the players in a position where they can't sue you. The other side of it is, and they lived through this 10 years ago, you got parents that don't want their kids to play football. That's one of the concerns. Not, not, in, not in places that create NFL guys, one? you know. Pittsburgh, well, they're still true. playing football. Yeah, that's true. But, Fla- South but Florida, they're still have... playing football. Texas, they're still You're playing right. football. Ohio, Ohio's still playing football. Cali, you know, like the in in the ratings are only going up and up. It's like I hear you. I, I understand I you. where they're like, well, kids aren't going to play anymore. It's like uh, NFL guys are still going to be playing. I, from from my understanding, from the way I view this entire thing, we had the Demar Hamlin thing, and even though it had nothing to do with a blow to the head you know it may have been that condition where you take a blow to the chest and your heart stops they still don't know you can't prove that's what it is you rule out everything else they think that's what it was you get somebody die on the field from a head injury on a kick return i think that's the thing the nfl doesn't want for a variety of reasons number one you don't want somebody dying but number two what will that do to the game if somebody dies on the field as a result of a kickoff play so even if the liability side of it's under control i just don't think they want to find out what happens if they have this play that they admit is dangerous, even if everybody signed off to do it, we're going to keep doing it, and then somebody, these guys get bigger, faster, stronger, they're going to collide at full speed. Sir Isaac Newton tells us that, you know, bad things happen when two things are going like this and hit at a fast speed. That's what they're trying to avoid. All right, well, Mike, we appreciate the hell out of you, brother. We'll be following along all offseason. Get some rest, buddy. Get some rest. I got jet lag. How do you get rid of jet lag? Is there a pill you can take? Ambien, yeah. Or just smoke drink more, weed. Drink less? I don't know. Yeah, smoke weed, too. I think you smoke there some you weed, take an Ambien, yep. maybe a little bit of whiskey. Right. Go down to that man cave. Right. Keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Florio. Thank you, Pat. Hey, uh, while we were talking to Mike Florio, ladies and gentlemen, the energy in the Thunderdome has been heightened. Mm-hmm. There is an absolute stallion here. I have no idea if he's already mic'd up or not. I have no clue if he's ready to join us. There is a 20 people that walked in alongside of him. And there is... Breaking. Tyrese Halliburton's here, but I don't know if he's ready to come on the program or not. I have no idea. Is he just experiencing the Thunderdome Did first? you see all... T- I mean, there oh, was yeah, a I saw it. There was a money team. team. There's a van sitting outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Six, by the river. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's, a sprinter van, like a nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that what they showed up in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see it right now. It's, it yes. honestly looks exactly like the one uh, Herb Street had in, what was that, Dallas? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looks just like that Herbie's one. always suited in both. Just vanned up. Yeah, he is. He's always got it right. Uh, this man, ladies and gentlemen, all right, NBA All-Star, representing your Indiana Pacers, one of the most electrifying basketball players to ever touch a basketball court. Ladies and gentlemen, Tyrese Albert. Yeah. 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 Oh, whoa, whoa, watch careful, careful. Careful. We can't also, have we can't, we can't, have can't get hurt here. Hey, man. What up, man? Dude, Pay thank you for coming, dude. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Excited about being here. Good fit. Hey, you are awesome. Hey, listen. The way you play basketball 
is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. They're fun to watch. Off the backboard, the pass thing. You made this no-look pass whenever I was at the game against Utah Jazz, maybe from like foul line to the other foul line. You are everything that the Indiana Pacers have needed and wanted for a long time. Kendrick Perkins, though, told me you don't play any defense. Whoa. Whoa. Well, that's what he just that's said. What he just that's, said. What he, that's literally what he you know just said. what else Kendrick Perkins said? He said, I can't be the best point guard in our conference because it's the system that I'm in. What's that mean? Uh, I, you should have asked him. I don't know. Well, I didn't know that was a question. Yeah, Next time he's down. on, I'll ask that I was question. But Kendrick, I ran into him. Kendrick <laughs> asked me to ask you. He said, "There's two sides of you, the Pacers team. We're just we light up the scoreboard. That is the team that we have." Well, I mean, yes, we do do that. <laughs> uh, lately, we've been guarding a little better. Our offense has kind of dropped a little bit, so we're trying to figure out how we can balance both of them. How do you feel about the team? I know Spicy P coming in has obviously yep. been a big part of the storyline here around Indianapolis because this city loves basketball. Feel good about where the Pacers are? Yeah, I'm excited to add them. Um, obviously. He came back. I was hurt, and then I tried to come back, and I got hurt again. And it's just been uh, just trying to get my health right through this break. This break is going to be good for me. Uh, hopefully, we're we're all healthy coming uh, after All Star break, and we can make a playoff push. Okay, so we talked to Adam Silver yesterday, and we talked to him about the six five game rule because of you. You're yeah. one of the big storylines of that entire thing. And he said, "Let's revisit it mm -hmm. after the season, and you'll still be able to go." How do you feel about how your body is? You say health, you're getting a little rest, but you're also competing in the three point shooting contest as well. Yep. How do you feel down the stretch? Uh, obviously, you're going to have to play a lot of games for a lot of incentives and a lot of things like that. Do you feel the pressure of that? How does the body feel? What do you think? Um, every day is a little bit better. Um, there's there's certain times in games where, you know, I might feel a little, a little nag or something like that, but just got to get through the game. And I mean, listen, at the end of the day, if the 65 game rule wasn't a thing, I still try to be playing right mm -hmm. now, trying to help us win games. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling better every day and just trying to get through this break, get to the second half of the season. How do we feel about the three-point shooting contest? I feel really good about it. Ooh. Really good. I just came from practice. Just came from practice. And what, we got big buckets down here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, last year I had the record and then I choked in the second round, choked in the championship. So, I just got to be more consistent this year. That's okay, all. what's the mindset? Because it's it's three rounds? Two rounds. So you, everybody shoots the first round, then the top three or top four go to the second round, and then that's the championship. Do you get tired? Well, you know, last year I was, like, I think, the third person to shoot the first time, and then I was waited for everybody to shoot, and then I was the last one because I had the highest score. So I feel like they kind of iced oh, me. Oh, you got cold. Oh, they did. Yeah, they iced me. That's crap. Yeah. That is absolute the, the crap. The home run derby, like for baseball, they have that the batting cage underneath. They should have a hoop somewhere on the side where you can can stay warm. But you know, I got a little arrogant too. Like after I got iced and Buddy and Dame went and shot, and I think the record they hit was like 19. And through every practice round, my low score was like 24. So when Dame shot 19, I looked at Buddy and said, it's over. Thank you for coming. <laughs> and then I went up there, and I didn't make a shot. I completely <laughs> stopped. It was awful. Connor's got a question for you, Tyrese. Yeah, Tyrese, one thing that it feels like for you specifically, like you're cool with everybody in the NBA, I feel like. And I don't know if you're like the spokesperson for everybody. <laughs> like you were on Old Man in the Three. I think that was yesterday or a couple days ago when you talked about the 65-game rule. Do you feel like the Pacers and yourself included, like you guys don't really have like a rival per se in in the NBA just because you guys all are such good people? Or, or what do you think about that aspect of it? Well, I think it's, I mean, at the end of the day, sports are about winning, you know, yeah. and I don't think we've, we haven't played in necessarily super competitive games that haven't made a playoff push as a team yet, you know? So I think if you asked around the league right now, they'd probably say our rival. Our rival is the Bucks, Yeah. Because of yeah. all the extra stuff that's happened this season. Uh, but I mean, they're proven champions. I've never played a playoff game, so I don't want to call it a real rivalry yet, but, I mean, I hope we play them in the playoffs and it could have a little bit more juice to it. That'd be cool. Yeah. What year is this for you? This is year four. Okay, so you weren't in Indiana f at first, right? No, I was in SAC, yeah. You are in SAC, then you come to Indiana. Yeah. And then you immediately – it feels like this is a fresh team because I've obviously been here for now since 2009, quick math, 15 years. So Roy, 
Paul, George, Lance, that whole team obviously had great runs. And then we ran into the Heatles every single yeah. year, seemingly. Yeah. And then the Pacers kind of, I mean, like completely out of conversation. Yeah. Now we're filling up the arena. Gamebridge is filled up again, right? Yeah, do sure. you feel the support of Indianapolis and Indiana? Is there a buzz like, okay, we got a team that we can really run and do some stuff? 100%. I feel that all throughout the city, to be honest. Like, uh, even with what the Colts are doing, we're getting A. Rich and, and, and that group, I think, is exciting too. Uh, but for us, I think that for so long after P and those guys left, and Sabonis is a great player and they had other guys, but mm-hmm. like I think for the more casual basketball fan, it wasn't necessarily appealing. You know, like yeah. post-basketball is not appealing unless it's Jokic or Joel or Shaq. You know what I mean? Like You have that, two different voices. I do. People say that all the time. Did you hear? I, I, oh, mean, yeah. this is, yeah. I, I didn't know if it was our microphone. I never <laughs> catch it. You know, like I watch podcasts after and I'm like, dang, my voice changed. I, I don't mid sentence. Yeah. Did you guys? I didn't do. Oh it yeah. I wrote it, it just, down. Two different yeah. voices. Yeah. <laughs> wrote it down. It just happened. It just happens that way naturally. Sometimes it's pretty cool. It's like, uh, you know, Lil Wayne talked about how Drake can sing and rap. Yeah. He's like, okay, he can rap and then he can sing in the in the chorus if you need to. You almost have that. Like you can you can accent yourself with the different voices. Yeah. You, you don't control it though. No, I don't control. I have no control over it. It just happens. Are you a chirper on the court? I am a chirper on the court. I like to think so. Yeah, okay. So we're talking a lot of shit. Yeah, I think so. Anybody on the other side that you've ever got into some verbal tussles with that you have massive respect for? Um you know I would say I would say Dylan Brooks. And mm, okay. I say that to say I think that Dylan Brooks is an elite competitor in the league and he obviously gets paid to defend and one thing that he does is he doesn't duck smoke. He takes on all challenges on a nightly basis. But, uh, yeah, we've, we've had a little, a couple verbal battles this year. It's been a lot of fun. Okay, I enjoy that. So the basketball people, yeah, NBA guys, you guys know each other since you're little kids in AAU? Yeah. And you kind of know who's going to be the NBA guys? Is that an accurate? For sure, yeah. I think that that is usually how it goes. So you know all the guys pretty much in the NBA? I would say so, yeah. Is that the reason why there isn't as much smoke maybe as there used to be? Because you guys all kind of know, like, hey, we're going to be the ones that are going to be carrying the NBA, even as, like, teenagers, yeah, seemingly? Yeah, I think, I think so. I think we all grow up together. We know each other from being kids. And, um, you know, like, there's guys in the NBA who I've known literally since I was, like, like me and Tyler Hero, we were on AU teams together. We were in fifth grade. Like, mm-hmm. I know all wow. his – you know what I mean? Damn. I know his whole family – and that's just somebody back home, but not to include other guys around the league who I've literally played against my whole life. You know what I mean? So I think that you just get to know people through the course of eight tournaments. You're in hotels together. You're 13, 14 years old, running around a hotel, going mm-hmm. to the pool, playing. We're going to be millionaires. Yeah. yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Is that why you won't play defense against them? Or what? I, I, I mean, I, that might be the problem. That might be the problem. <laughs> Kendrick Parker said that, didn't he? Yeah, he oh, did. Yeah. He said you got to ask him, too. Yeah, he said, I want you to ask Tyrese Halliburton why he doesn't understand there's two sides of the floor or whatever yep. when there's championships. So is the that the narrative the about you guys? I, yeah, it is. it is. Why? Why is that the narrative? I don't like that. I don't know. Especially because I like you as a human. I appreciate that. You know, I think <laughs> Shaq said it best around the in-season tournament. We're not, we were 28th and whatever we were in defense at the time. We just need to get enough timely stops at the right times. How can we get enough stops at the right time to go on a little run? Hey, that in season tournament was awesome for you. Yeah, come on. We look look good, right? You enjoyed that? Oh, that was a lot of fun, bro. In Vegas, too, like the the worst part about, I mean, it's hard. Like basketball, football, they're not necessarily neutral location sports. You know, like the Super Bowl is more of a spectacle. But like the only problem with the in tournament was you get to the championship and like, I'm expected to get fans from the Pacers to fly from Indy to Vegas in two days to go to a game. Yeah. Where, like, L.A., they drove three hours. Like, it was 
nothing but Lakers fans. Oh, okay, a little bit of an away game. It was, it was, but that's not why they were they were the better team. But yeah, yeah, no, it was it was it was, it was a lot of fun in there. We're wrapping up our ESPN program. We will continue on YouTube in ESPN Plus with Tyrese Halliburton, who will be competing in the three point contest on Saturday night at the NBA All Star Game here in Indianapolis, Indiana. We'll be back tomorrow with a feel good Friday. Be a friend, tell a friend something nice. It might change your life. Goodbye. Boom. See that, Tyrese? That was fucking professional. That was yeah, nice. So right there nice. at one fifty three zero zero is when we were out there. So mid-conversation, you are giving a great answer. I know how long you were going to go. I didn't know if that other voice was going to show up either. <laughs> so we were going to have to figure out how to get there. That's nice. We did it. Thank That's you, nice. That's point guard. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Uh-huh. We're doing uh, the whole assist. Speaking of, Tone Diggs got a question for yeah, you, Yeah, I got Tyrese. a question about the All-Star game on Sunday. Is there a group, a group text, or have you guys had a conversation yet about you know, there was always the, the the in the past where you know there was the one on one matchups. There it would get a little ratcheted up in the fourth quarter. Has there been talk yet about how it's handled uh, going into Sunday night's game? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think uh, the NBA has made a big emphasis on us taking this game more seriously. Okay. Here so, we you go. Guys, so you guys, have heard, you guys have heard that? Yes. Uh, there was actually they met with every team at the start of the year because they wanted everybody to take the in season tournament serious because it's the first year. And they wanted all the all-stars to take the game more serious. Okay. So what does that mean? Um, just to be more competitive, because I guess the ratings were down last year for the all-star game. Oh uh, no! Because nobody took it serious. But you know what I will say? Giannis didn't play, and that affected it a lot because Giannis has one speed. Giannis is going to go of <laughs> 150% at all times. So when that guy sets the tone, everybody kind of goes that way. Well, he didn't play, so I feel like all right, we're, everybody's coasting. It was my first All-Star game, so I was just happy to be there. I was like, I'll do whatever. This is what everybody else <laughs> yeah. doing? Yeah. Sure. yeah. Is it like if, if LeBron then sets the tone on the other side for, for the West end? Like, I assume that, like, him, LeBron setting the tone and Giannis setting the tone. I don't like think any of us were expecting four quarters. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I don't think any of us were expecting four quarters. I mean, how can you? Well, I mean, his competition are keeping score. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> you know, like there's, a lot, what, there's a lot of guys on the roster. That's yeah. what people say. You Wanna get win. to be there. Yeah, they, there's a bunch of the cliche things. But, like, I think we do – I don't think anybody's expecting all four quarters. I think just towards the end, like, want to have some moments, you know, from the All-Star game. It sounds like there's a chance that that takes place this year. 100%, 100%. Usually, you know, in the fourth quarters, and I think they do the, like, the Elam ending where it's like they set a point and you got to, you know, get to it to win. Uh, But, yeah, I'm planning some highlights for myself. I'm I'm, I'm excited for it. How old are you? Um, 23. Turned 24 at the end of the month. Okay, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Tyrese. Happy birthday, Tyrese. Leap year, leap year. Happy birthday. What does that mean? Every four years, 29th, February 29th. Oh, oh really? I'm turning six. Damn. <laughs> You're the youngest motherfucking all-star <laughs> yeah, in the history all of the NBA. Calvin Cambridge. Calvin well, Cambridge. Look at, oh, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, true. Going the opposite like direction. The, um, so, like, it feels like the next generation in the NBA, though, solid, right? Yeah. We feel very good about the future of yeah. basketball and everything. 100%. 100%. I think the cool part about it is you see all the young guys starting to come in, but, like, LeBron's not slowing down. Steph's not slowing down. KD's not slowing down. So, I think... The passing of the torch is a little over over talked about, but you know it'll come eventually. Those guys will. I mean, I don't think LeBron; those guys can play till they're fifty, but I mean, they defy the odds every day. So Where are you from originally? Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Okay, shout out to Wisconsin. Yes, yep. sir. And shout out to the United States of America. Yes, sir. Now, a lot of international players coming in. What does yeah. that do for the league? What does that do for you? Do you guys have to play different because, like, these big whites come in? <laughs> hey, they're coming in and they're showing clips of like. What they grow up playing in, yeah, yeah. with like 
you got flares, like flares. flares and torches <laughs> and like it, it's Fires. insane right they, they're playing like professionals as like 13 14 15 yeah. is that change anything with american basketball growing up what, what do we you, what do you think about the future of that I, I think that they come in with just such a knowledge for the game and understand how to play the right way and i think that that not only affects the nba but also the fiba level as well like you talk about what the dream team has done for the game of basketball mm-hmm. playing internationally and everybody's seen that now you got guys like Jokic, Luka, the bonus, Sangoon is coming up. You got a lot of guys in the NBA who are Wemby, like kind of progressing the game. So I think what it does is make our sport even bigger. I would say behind soccer, we're probably the second biggest sport in the world, top to bottom. And I think that that increases viewership and just increases the talent level. Have you done any international trips where you go do camps anywhere? I play, well, I just played World Cup last year, and you know, the goal is to play in the Olympics this summer. So, Hell yeah. yeah. Are you on a team? Uh, well, they announced the top, whatever, 30, 40 guys, and they'll announce the team. Um, I'm assuming here soon, so we'll see. He so was the like best a, one last year. Yeah. He basically carried the United States last year. Oh, yeah, you and uh, Reeves. Yeah. Well, carried us to a uh, fourth-place finish, so nothing nothing exciting. What the fuck? Is I, that... tr- trust me, I know. I know. Who did we lose to? We lost to Lithuania. Oh, uh, Vakaitis. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that guy's a player. And we, and we lost go. to Canada in the third-place game. Uh, Canada? And Germany. We can't yeah. lose to Canada. Canada's oh, no. good. Canada's good now. And what? Canada's good. Curling? Everything. They are better at basketball now. They're good. Yeah. Huh? They got SGA. Steve Nash playing? What are we talking <laughs> about? We'll get him again this summer. We'll get him again this summer. We're excited about no, it. No, they're saying they're going to get you guys again. That's a good we – are, we're all excited for it. They had – I mean – I'm this. bummed out about that. I just learned we lost to Canada in basketball. I didn't even know that was possible. They had Canada, a Purdue kid. They did. Who? He, Zach Edie. Edie was playing. Edie. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Is he in the NBA? No. He will be, though. Hey, I've seen Edie. He's fucking huge. Massive human being. Eight feet. Omos level. How about those? Omos? Yeah. Omos. He played UCF. Yeah, he o- did. Omos yeah. played basketball back in the day. Yeah. What do you think about the size? Like, you've got to be born to be in the NBA, right? Don't you think you have to have it? I think so. I think what's funny is people always come, like, dang, you're tall, but, like, I'm one of the smaller dudes on the team. I'm 6'5", and, like, there's a lot of guys taller. I play point guards. A lot of dudes taller than me. So, uh, yeah, I feel like you got to be you got to be born that way, but there's other guys who define the odds. T.J. McConnell, other guys like Hell that. Yeah. Pittsburgh, dog. Duke, congrats. Yeah, you dog. Do. yeah, absolute yeah. dog. Yeah, you love your team. I this love team? my team. I love my team. Locker room good. Locker room good. Yeah, we got a lot of good guys. Do they all want Cody to finish his story or what? I I think so. We talk about it pretty regularly. Oh come so on! Everybody it's... comes to me for the updates. Everybody wants to come to me like I'm the. I'm yeah, the you're a WWE guy. I'm yeah. a big WWE guy. Do you yeah. want him to finish the story? Yeah, I do want him to finish the story. Oh. I hope that we get Hollywood Rock back. You're a mark. Can we get the theme song back though? The, sat, the guitar, mm-hmm. the, wear the leather vest. I need all that. The back. Rock says. Yeah, I need all that back. The all Rock says. Well, he did on our show. He, he said, did. The Rock says this. And as soon as I heard it, as he was like sitting four feet away from me, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. We got heel Rock. Back. And then Cody came at you with the Nuggets line. And hey, what's that all about? You were. You were, you were flustered there in the moment. <laughs> was I? <laughs> yeah, I, think I so. thought I was pretty calm I, post. I, I was like, oh, man, I don't know what he's going to respond. I thought they were going to give you a mic. Yeah. They just let him continue. Yeah, on. I don't know if the arena heard what I said, but they did see my face. And I, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess they were able to read my lips. Yeah, yeah. yeah so um, I think The Rock is. I think it is Hollywood. Yeah. I don't, they tell me nothing. But I want the theme song. I need the, the, yeah, the Titantron. They're going to go to the, the building with the lights and... I need all that. Why are, you, why are you such a big WWE fan, you think? Um, my Uncle Gary, he's deceased now, but he... Rest you know, in peace, back, Uncle Gary. Rest, rest in peace, peace Uncle Back Gary. in the day, you know, he used to pay for pay-per-views. Well, he knew if I cried, my mom would buy the pay-per-view. So he would always come over and make my, and get me to cry and buy the pay-per-view. <laughs> yes. So he got me into it. Like, my first event remembering watching is WrestleMania 19. That's the first one that I can really, really remember. Stone Cold, The Rock. We what? Got, uh, Jericho, Shawn Michaels. It was 
Elite event, elite event. Okay, do you think that has contributed to the way you play? Because I saw you, mm-hmm. I saw you do this no look throw pass Filth. against Utah, and then you even did one of these. I think yeah. the entire thing. I think it, it it's definitely contributed to your style. For sure, for sure. I think at home I I can be, you know, a little bit more of a face, but I enjoy the, being a heel on the road. That's my, that's a, I get a little persona on the road. That's what I like. Favorite yeah. place to play other than Gamebridge? Boston, of course. Boston and Milwaukee. History. I mean, who? Wait, they spit on you up there in Boston? Well, no. there's a lot of history in there. I feel like there's ghosts in there talking Bingo. to me. Oh, yeah? I like it. I love it. You've played well up there? I have played well oh, yeah. up there historically. Do you, yeah. Is there any place that you just have not really uh, been able to go bananas in? You play good all the time? No. No, I'm Can here. I bank on you being good every night I come watch the Pacers play? If you're there, for sure. If you're there, for sure. Yeah. At home, I don't know too. if you know this. The Pacers threatened to sue me a few years back, so I do hold a little. Is that true? Yeah, I, I hold a little bit of a grudge. Well, yeah, I wasn't there, so we can fix this. Well, I know. It feels like it's a new team. It's a new And, and you have made it very difficult. I want to let you know, for me to hold a grudge, I'm a great grudge holder. Okay, let's fix that. Because got, I got four courtside seats. My mom, my girl, there every game, but you're more than welcome to join us. Come on, let's get it done. Well, it's also something to do. You know, yeah. that, that, that has been something that I've actually thought about plenty of times because I will hold a grudge for the, my entire life. Let's fix that. Let's fix that. We can fully squash it. I'm here now. Hell yeah. We can fully... And you're fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. uh, you, are a, you are a showman out let's there. Let's fix that. I enjoy, I mean, are we throwing it off the backboard every night? Um, not every night. You know, I think it was just in the, in the heat of the moment. It just, the Red Sea opened up. I, saw, I was like, saw the backboard and. Like, why not? Shit, make shit up. <laughs> yeah. You've made it real. I want to let you know, I've thought about you yep. directly when holding grudges. Really? Yeah, talking to the boys. I'm like, Pacers got a game tonight. Would be cool to go down there. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> and, then, and then immediately, like, oh, Halliburton. Halliburton's bad. Halliburton's yeah. going to do something so sick tonight. And yeah, this is just one of them. It's, let's, let's fix it. Uh, what can we do? What yeah, can but I, I can't change. Everybody's saying I'm changing. You know, I don't want to get soft out there. But I would like to watch you play basketball. So I'm kind of torn. You're. Town's got a question for you, Tyrese. Okay, yeah. please. Yeah, we, we we always talk about the Final Four when it goes to football stadiums. Yeah, the backdrop and how and how different it is shooting. Have you taken advantage yet? Have you gone into Lucas Oil to shoot yet? For do Saturday you shoot in night? there? Is Have that you, where so I went to Lucas Oil today? Okay, to do my three point practice. So that's where that's happening. Yes. Okay, so the All Star Games in Cambridge. All Star Games in Cambridge, but I the contest, basketball arena contest. All those are in Lucas Oil. I think the celebrity game is also in Lucas Oil yes. tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. How are you not playing in that? Well, I'm in Balkan season. But I mean, there's I think CJ Stroud. You could have played, bro. Yeah. Well, I'm commentating. My I don't need to debut my jumper this evening. But it's in Indy. It's for you. You, you should have played. No, no. Now, once again, remember, I just told we you about us. my whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Puka's the representative. Yeah, yeah. Puka's yes. the representative of this show. Yes. Puka Nakua is the representative of this show. Oh, okay. I don't know if he knows that, but, like, he came on the show, said he wants to play. I guess he's. He's going. He said he's nice. He, yeah, he, he says he's very nice. At, he's, at, he's playing? Yes. So he's have playing. you guys seen Gui Santos on the Warriors? It's his doppelganger. No. no. Oh, I saw oh, it the other day. Yeah, no, yeah. it looked yeah. just like him. Like, he checked in the game. I was out. I saw it the other day, yeah. I was like, Puka. And he didn't <laughs> yeah. turn around. It was, was trending. I did. thought it was him. Yeah, yeah, it was a different name on the back of the jersey, but I thought it was potentially Puka. <laughs> but, yeah, Puka's going to play there. He is, like. He's excited. He He's talking. I know C.J. Stroud is very good, and they showed some highlights of him when he was talking with Micah. Yeah, he had 40 on Jaime Hawkins. Boom. Yeah. yeah, the second guy in Miami. Yeah. yeah. I watched the highlights. He was pulling up. He looked good. He, he has been very open about being the well, best know, basketball well, player. Know, every football player thinks they can hoop. Not everyone. No. Okay. Not you? I can shoot. I mean, I got But right now, I can't. You know, yeah. <laughs> <Bulk> <laughs> from here, Bulk it's easy. You know, I mean, I can't. But Now's every, not time. You didn't feel that in college? Every football player was like, and I, I'm nice. Oh. Oh. Oh, this is the first For one. You, That's good. 
Yeah, see, that's why. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's deep. You know what I mean? We got. We don't have the touch that, that we need away. to debut. But I'll be on the commentary. I'll be on the commentary. Oh, you're on commentary for what? For what? Like first quarter of the All Star game or Celebrity All Star game? Oh, okay, okay. So the beef is is it starting to come what's out that? A bit? The Pacers beef? Well, Adam Silver came. Yeah. Oh, he's 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 squashed. No, it's in the football stadium. Yeah, yeah. And it's the <laughs> NBA. Okay. So, so that's Pacers how I, still. What, what what needs to be done? Tell me what needs. To, what can we do? Well, Tyrese, you need to uh, give me an offer. Give me a. Gonna need gonna need sixteen ten day contracts uh, <laughs> for all the boys. For all we the have boys. an open roster spot. All so the we boys. Can, we can keep cycling through that. <laughs> we need Zito to be an equipment manager That's for right, at least. Zito, we can make I that. I want him on. I gave him a jersey today. He got a. I just gave him uh, a jersey. Oh, hey, baby, Zito, baby. That's, That's a shocker. I need right. Zito. I need Zito on the uh, on the broom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the broom. I can. Hey, there's some things I can I can make happen. So let's figure it out. No, you need to stop playing the style of basketball you play. Why? Because it's ruining who I am as a human with the Pacers. Like, that is a real deal. But being so exciting. Yeah, and electrifying. You, you, want, me you, you, you want me to tell you the truth? Again, I'm usually the face at home, but when I heard you were coming to the game with the Jazz owner, I was like, oh, I'm a heel today. I was like, we're winning this game no matter what. You guys did too. Yeah, he, Brian Smith and I have the greatest night down. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hell of a run. He's a good guy, though. He's a yeah. good guy. Though. Good guy, good guy. That like, was the first no text what. I ever got from you. Yeah. That was the first text I ever got from you. I got a text, you coming to the game tonight? And I responded, with, yup, with the Jazz owner. I think I told you, right? I don't even think I replied after that. No, you didn't. We're That's awesome. That's my first time back, I think, for a Pacers game in like years. Like years. That was my I first. told you, bro, we got, I got courtside seats for you. You just come on. No, I'll buy them. I'll support them. Why you don't have to? You sit, my mom would love to sit. That'd be sweet. Hey, your family's awesome. I think they're pretty cool. Your dad, <laughs> your dad what came me? up to me. Your dad came up to me. I think at a WWE event. He was like, "Pat, love you, man." And then as we dapped up, he said, "Don't you ever speak bad about my son?" And I was like, "Whose <laughs> fucking dad is this?" I didn't even know whose dad. I didn't know whose dad it was. And they're like, "That's uh, Tyrese Halliburton's dad." I'm like, oh, "Okay, love, love oh, this guy." That was a time. What a great time that was. Fastlane was amazing. Yeah, Fastlane was awesome. Indianapolis is a great host. I think All Star Weekend mm-hmm. is going to be phenomenal here. Raw's here in June. Yes. Great. Okay. Trying to get Mania. We're trying to get WrestleMania bad. Uh, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for it. I'll, I'll miss a game if I have to. <laughs> well, we, we need to host uh, the NBA Finals as well. Yeah, I'm with, come on. Let's do it. Legitimately, real expectations because the way NBA conversations happen, there's like four teams potentially that could go win it. Yeah. The way the NBA set up, any team could win in I, the end? Yeah, I think this is the most parity you're seeing in our league probably mm-hmm. ever. Like, nobody knows it. I mean, Boston and Denver are the two heavy favorites everybody would say they expect to see them in the finals but shit anything could happen i mean i think that's the exciting part about our league right now there it is that was two oasis was it yeah yeah there it is. you know sometimes when i lock in it comes down oh, okay. <laughs> and when i get excited it comes back up go. maybe it ebbs and flows aj's got a question for uh from an attic in ohio packers legend packers yes. legend yes hey yeah uh, there was yeah it was i was listening to hear the second voice we just got a little bit so that was nice you i think you can control it maybe it feels like but going back to your uh <laughs> Your three-point contest situation. Yeah. Is there any worry from basketball players, hey, this is going to mess up my shot for the regular season? I'm thinking of, like, baseball players yeah. doing the home run derby, and they think it messes their swing up. I don't think so. I think it's just you have to practice because you got to know how to grab the ball from the rack. You know, like, I think there's, like, a science to it. That's Some, such a small thing. Yeah, like, yeah. sometimes you – like, that first ball, you can just grab it, right? But by the by the third or fourth ball – I, I touch it with my right hand and roll it to the front of the rack to grab it. Okay. But some guys would reach all the way back and grab it. So Someone like should roll it to get... the front, I think. Don't you think as you shoot, shouldn't someone be there rolling them each to the front? I don't think so anybody's allowed to touch spot? the ball. Oh, so there's rolls around. I don't think anybody's allowed to. So I have to reach back, roll it, and shoot it. So I think that I – don't, I don't feel that way. I feel like 
Uh, it's just about getting your pace down. Like some people shoot slower than others, so you gotta, you know, understand how many how many seconds can you let go of the ball and really stare at it and look at it and what's the right time to just get it. Are up. you able to watch it go through or no? I think so. I shoot pretty quick. Yeah, I feel like. Got to hit the money balls. The money balls. Yeah, last right? rack. Four point. Save it for the last rack. The, so how is it? It's not the fifth ball at each rack. So it's the so it's you pick where your money rack is. So most people pick the last rack. Which one's yours? Last rack. Last rack, of course. Four, four regular basketballs. Those are all worth one point. Money ball at the back is two points. So there's five spots. And then there's two, uh, I think, three-point contest is presented by Starry, I think, this year. Yep. Oh, yeah. Still a company. Uh-huh. Is it Starry? Shout yeah, out Zion, so. yeah. Yep. you got to grab. That's the four three-point ball. That's a deep one. you got to make those for three points. And those are both the slots. Okay. Well, hey, go win it. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my best. You a Packers fan? I, um, you know, I have a long history with the Packers. Oh, Ooh, so I, I was a diehard Brett Favre fan back in the day. I know. Yeah. Okay. That's we'll, okay. We'll go for football player. Sure. Football player. Football player. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and then when he went to the Vikings, I wore a Brett Favre jersey to a football game, to a preseason football game with Tyler Hero. We went to the game together, and I'll never forget some old drunk dude. I was like, "Fuck you!" Oh. I was like nine years old, and I was like. I will never cheer for the Packers. Man. I hate them. <laughs> okay. And in so that moment, like... I decided that. And then I hated them for a little bit. Far retired. It's kind of a f- football free agent for a little bit. My dad's a diehard Cowboys fan. So, so I decided to be a Cowboys fan for like a year or two. Yeah. Wasn't fun. Yeah. And then uh, got drafted. And then left Wisconsin. And I was like, you know what? I could cheer for the Packers now. And I started cheering for the Packers. And my boy Brock Purdy went to college together. So I'm, a, I'm kind of a. Packers Niners at this point. Okay. Ooh. And hey, the Colts. Hey, Colts, so I, come on. Yeah, Colts. absolutely Colts. Come on. Yeah, you did great on the You saw on, it? On the, yeah, I was there. It's it's stressful, right? Yeah. You don't believe that? No. You got but what if you that miss? Day. If you miss, you miss you're not what? Miss. It's a big game. What's your hit? What the you're baby a hammer fucking thing? adult, Tyrese. You're not gonna miss it. You're a professional athlete. Yeah, you're not but gonna... I think that in golf too, and then I swing and fuck up my back. <laughs> yeah, but golf ball, the golf ball is this big. Well, the hammer's pretty little. It's a small it is hammer. a tiny it, hammer. To, hey, so yeah. I was the first person to ever swing the hammer at the anvil at those. You games. were the first one. First one ever. Was it your idea? Where did the anvil come from? I uh, don't listen. We're not going to talk about ideas at that Lucas Oil Stadium okay, and the whole thing. Sorry, okay, we're not going to do that. Uh, okay, but let's say the hammer was about this size. Yeah. <laughs> it, this is. It was about this size, and the the actual anvil itself was about this big. Yeah. And it was on the sideline. Yeah. And as soon as I got there, they gave me the hammer, and I'm like, this can't be. <laughs> this can't be what it is. So what it has become with up on the concourse with the lights and the big sledgehammer. Smoke. smoke it's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, you swing that hand. What are you talking about? You swing I think it. I was more stressed going into it than when I got in front of it. I was like, it's, We need you to do it more. I'm, I'm the city loves it. you, Tyree. Yes. Really? Yeah, for city real. loves yes. you. Oh, yeah. I love the city. Well, we're yeah. lucky to have you, brother. And have a that. phenomenal All-Star weekend. And uh, thanks for representing the beautiful city of Indianapolis as well as you do. Okay, I appreciate that. Can I, can I give you something? I know there's a Pacers beef, but I got I to gotta give you something. Which voice are you going to use? It changed again? No. no, no I was no, just wondering. Oh, I, I don't know what voice here. I'm going to use, but I want to I give you something while I'm here. Okay, yeah. do that. Okay, come on. Mike, let me see it. Is it a ball? It might be an honorary. Yeah, it might be an honorary. There's it here. Oh, yes. Ooh. Oh, yes. Ooh. I love that. Is that the, that's the, uh, that the city? The city edition or whatever? Yeah, we got your 52. I know you're in bulk this season, so. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Look at this. Huh? Sweet. Pacers beef squash. There it is. How about it? Right squash. there. There it is. Right it's there. Gone. Squash. It's gone. Yeah, Welcome back. I don't know if that's Welcome true. Back. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Howell Burt fan. Okay, okay. I, hey, can real quick. Hey, can you take that ball right there? Yeah. 
if you make it into that hoop. One shot. Oh. How many shots? Is there another one? Well, we can. Uh, you want the knock the ball? Okay, if you put it into that, hey, Keith, uh, what's Cuz's That's name? My boy, Garon. Who? Garon. 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 Yep. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Oh, good pass. Messi Boku. Garon. Okay. <laughs> okay, if you make one of these, two shots into that hoop right over there. Yes, sir. What? We'll give thirty people five hundred dollars. Oh. That's just a quick fifteen thousand bucks. Going into, especially the vibes that it oh, would have neat. going into the All-Star break. Mm -hmm. Oh, into the three-point shooting goal. There it is. Oh, my God. It's not just 30 winners. It's also, like, the entire city of Indianapolis right. riding on these two shots. Come on. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton. This is the truth right here. Yeah, it is. Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Money. Uh-oh. Oh, okay, hold on. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, range finder. Oh, range oh, finder. Yeah, yeah. Range finder. He's elevated. He, he's elevated. It's not normal. He's I mean, elevated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're it at 7'4 looked... right now, too. Remember, up on the stage. It looked really good. You're Omos's size up there. <laughs> oh, oh, bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball. Oh, jeez. The first, on, the, one, the first one shouldn't count. That was a range finder. Yeah, yeah first, on, one, first one was a... Yeah. Garon with a full court pass. Damn, good pass. Oh, that was a great pass. That was a good pass. pass. Hell yeah, Bill wouldn't have got it there. I want the guy with the camera. So what Garon just did was huge for the vibes. Yeah, that would have been tough. Ladies and gentlemen, NBA All-Star, Indiana Pacer savior, Tyrese Halliburton, will attempt a shot from the stage here into this hoop right over here as we kick off NBA All-Star Weekend. If he makes it, 40 people Whoa. will win $500. Wow. For the people, Tyrese. For the city. For the All-Star Weekend. It is. Right. Okay. It is so very flat. Okay. Bonus ball for you, man. Uh, it was flat ball. It doesn't flat count. Balls. Flat right. balls don't flat. count. Yeah, that was fun, dude. Oh, here we go. Here's a knock the ball. Flat ball, yeah, yeah. No, that's the one. That's a good one. <laughs> that's the ball. All right. That was a phenomenal chest pass. Yeah. Hey, what, you, what you're cooking from here to here. <laughs> He's in bulky season two. Uh, the Looks legs. Like the legs. The uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Up top. Uh -huh. Up top. Yeah, okay. Amen. That's teach tape. No, 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 no. We do this all the time. No, listen. I just missed three. We've missed 10 before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Right, okay. okay, hold on, though. Hold on, though. 50 people. Oh, boy. $500. I think I just keep missing. The numbers are going to keep going. No, this is it. This is it. Okay. This is the top of the ride. Ball. Yeah, 50 people. $500. All you got to do is just put that ball into that hoop right over there to kick off All-Star Weekend right here in beautiful Indianapolis, Indiana. Tyrese Halbert for Here the people. Pat, there it goes. All right. Bill. Have a great weekend, dude. <laughs> 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 oh, that was disappointing. That was sickening. No. Maybe from the court if we did, like, oh, free throw that, line to no. other side. Hold on. Are you going to make this? Huh? You think you're going to make this? This Thank shot you. here? How about if I make this, I'll match you. Okay. Now we're talking. How many? How many people? 50 people. Okay, so 100 winners? 100 winners if I make this. Okay, we need. All right. Hell hey, yeah. Hell Let's yeah. Get some good right. All right, Tyrese. I love this. I love right. everything about There's... this. Smart play by Bill. Oh. Oh. Bore. Wow. Wow. The, the touch. Are you kidding guy. me? I'm matching this. This Incredible. guy did a trick shot off the stairs. <laughs> what the hell? What's that? The mic. Sure. Oh, yeah, of uh, course. You're not used to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not used to that. So, a total of 100 people. 100 people. 
will win five hundred dollars. Jeez. That's fifty thousand dollars just on a on a Thursday here. No, no, you're not that type of guy. I love the people. Boom! Yes, you do. Finish your story, Tyrese. <laughs> Another airball. Oh my oh, God! No. Finish this guy hates the people. Same story. This guy hates the people. This guy hates the people. I've never seen anybody hate people more. What the hell? Tyrese, oh. you said at home you're the baby face. You're the heel. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Please. Holy hell. Finish your story. Finish your story. <laughs> <laughs> right before. I my story. Okay. Back. Hey, listen. All, have all the balls been right? Yes. Yes, yeah. they've all been right. Okay, so I need to aim it a little up. Yeah, adjust. You're a professional. You're going to win a three-point shooting contest on Saturday. Easy. Hey, let's remember that rim's lower, by the way. Well, oh, that yeah, rim, maybe. 9-11. Drafty in there, too. 9-11. Yeah, maybe on this one. I don't know if we need to change No, that, that right. might even be worse. Oh. Because then uh, too many conditions changing. I'm a pro. Come on. <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton right now. If you bury this stage shot, 50 winners from me of $500. 50 winners from you of $500. This story has so many different outcomes. What will it be for you, Tyrese Halliburton? Yep. Oh. <laughs> get it back, get it back. No more time. No more time. Oh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, live from Indianapolis, Indiana, right here at the Thunderdome, the host of the NBA All-Star Weekend. Come on. NBA All-Star, Tyrese Halliburton. Juiced up. Will attempt to win, win. 100 people. Win. $500. All he's got to do is win. make one stage shot. Finish your there story. See, good. this is also hammering home that this is a very difficult shot yeah, that people have been saying. Yeah, yeah, that make, is true. People make okay. fun of us all the time. Now people it. know how hard it is. Oh, no dribble. Yeah. yeah. Tough rims around here. Oh, no, this rim is the rock. Like, and, you're, and you're Cody. Yeah. And you're Cody Rhodes. I think, well, air balls Finish. too, but we'll talk about just the, the bricks. Air ball is um, Shinsuke. Hey. Like, what are you doing, bro? That's a... In your face. Ladies and gentlemen, Tyrese Halliburton is going to try to finish his story. (laughs) And if he's able to do that, 100 people will win $500 (laughs) from the stage. (laughs) NBA All-Star Weekend. (laughs) He's so strong. Maybe back up a little. I don't know. I honestly don't you're know. You're normally not this tall. The I'm stage not, is yeah, two you're, feet. You're a trick basketball. You're 7'4". Hold up, hold up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, that one didn't count. That one didn't, that count. One didn't count. We got to reset, you know, because when we clip this, it's going to be your first shot. Yeah, you should sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're live, right? Well, yeah, yeah certainly, but... there's certainly a, a contingency of people that are going to see this. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. lot. Oh, yeah. Hey, here, just sit down. Sit down. Let's do this. Sit down. Yeah, yeah. 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 Remember what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> that water's fresh there. Maybe yeah, if we have this Yeah, if you want a water. You have one, Tyrese. That was an incredible interview, man. Thank you for stopping Thanks. by. Appreciate Love you, Tyrese. Yeah, you, you were great on the show. So I, we good. Ho- yep. Hope we get a chance to chat with you again. And, and before you leave, you want to maybe shoot to win some people some money? Sure, that'd be awesome. Okay. Oh, how about Ooh. this? Uh, uh, Fifty people will win five hundred dollars if you shoot that ball into this hoop right over here. And you know what? Because you guys have been so awesome, I'm gonna match that. No. Whoa! Oh, 
Holy shit. The record. 100 people, $500. That'd be $50,000 on a glorious Thursday to kick off NBA All-Star Weekend. Wow. And somehow this basketball has ended in my hands at well, the yeah. end of yeah, our well, interview. Yeah, absolutely. You get you're, that? A you're a professional you're basketball yeah, player. Yeah, it's always in your hands. I carried it in my pocket. All right. Thanks for 100 people. <laughs> Holy go. shit. This is a huge day. Come on. This will be great. Need you here. Oh. <laughs> that was the one, dude. I mean, that was the one. I don't want to be that guy, but I decided just you know let's see what they're saying on Twitter. Um, Tyrese Halliburton is embarrassing himself on the Pat McAfee no, show. No, 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 no. Hold on, on. Bruh can't make a fucking shot to save his life. So I'm just telling you right now. That's not right. That's just one. That's okay? not true. That's not true. You can make a shot. They don't know. Come on. But what we know is that when you make this shot right here, we'll get 50 people Uh $500. 50? Are you sure? We'll get 50 people $500. That's the most I think we've done all year. All year? That's certainly the most. Yeah. (laughs) 100 people $500. All you got to do is put that ball into that hoop right over there. Come on. You want to know his name? I want his ass. His at is, uh, or her, I'm not sure, is uh, Tropical Farms. Tropical yep. Farms. Yep. Fuck them. They don't pay him a visit. 100 people! Oh, my goodness. Bro, Man. Bro, give me a good test pass. Come on, Gron. Christina. There it is. 100 people. Nice pass. Yeah. yeah. We're She's got the pandas Christina. on as well. And Travis she doesn't Sc- want the people to win the money. What's that all about? Oh, she's, oh, she's kind of said, figure it out. Now she's the. She's now the she's doctor. tropical farms. She's the shot doctor. Huh? Hey, she's. She's Roman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't want that right now. Go on. Yeah. Yeah, she knows. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's Haven. Oh, boy. That's Haven. 100 people. $500. They're ball again. We're going to need That's one here. Christina, if I miss this. All right, this is it. All right, oh. I like that. Uh, that's a good deal. She just got a deal out of this somehow. The past that was a good chest pass right there. 100 people, $500. Yeah! <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! That's the difference between NBA guys and regular guys. That's Amen. awesome. Just steps up and bangs a shot home first one. One time. Swish, wow. first time. 100 people, $500. Hey, thank you, Tyrese. Thank you, Tyrese Halliburton. Hey, thank you. That was awesome. That was sick. I cannot believe he just did that. Whole, I mean, $50,000? 100 people, $500. Are you kidding me? First shot. We got to go thank him. First shot. All you got to do is repost the video, say something nice to somebody, and put the easiest way to pay you. 100 people, $500 to kick off All-Star Weekend here by Tyrese Halliburton. Come on. NBA All-Star from the Indiana Pacers basically hosting the entire thing. Thank you, Tyrese. Oh, more, Tyrese. See you guys. Thank you for the jersey. Sports are happening all around us. That's A.J. Hawk. He was good at the football. There's a talks table here at Boston Connor and at Matt Brown. Yeah, Bruce. Bruce Brown. I was thinking about it's Matt legal Brown name change. You think Bruce that's Brown. a psycho move? No, no legal should. name change to yeah. Bruce. Yes, that's Brown. super psycho. Is that correct? No, with no. three U's in it, Bruce. Oh, yeah, that would be. <laughs> yeah, it should be three yeah. U's. And you have to change your yeah. last name. B R A H N. Because they would be upset. 
AJ Hawk named Matt Brown Bruce. No, no, no. I mean, who named you Matt? Oh, yeah. My mom obviously will probably text me this afternoon that I even said that. Yeah, but, but you could put the Bruce in his middle name. You yeah. can make it your legal middle name. MBB. Matthew Bruce Brown. <laughs> or name your, my, name your future kid Bruce. The artist. Yeah. Well, that's the art. a layup. That's, junior. That's, yeah. Junior. We yeah. Bruce Jr. Exactly. The or crazy, Bruce the second. Yes. Crazy yeah. thing, my dad, his name was J. Bruce Brown. Boom. Okay. Which is pretty crazy out of AJ. Rest in peace to the legend, uh, but also, so Bruce is a family name. Kind of, yeah. What do you mean kind of? It is. It, it well, is. My, yeah. to be. His dad messed up the birth certificate and just put JB, so his legal name was just the letter J and the letter B. That's hilarious. But he meant to name him J. Bruce. And? But he just put JB. So, looking now. Realistically. And now I'm Bruce. We got the Bruce. He the did a lot of it. Way to go, Bruce. I paid Bruce. We did it, boys. One half of the hammer, Don. Cowboys turn. Diggs is here looking great in his cowboy hat. And the other half of the hammer, Don. Cowboys Bubba Gumpino is here. Gumpy, you're the one that's tasked with uh, ripping and posting clips while ever, whenever I'm live on a microphone. Yes, sir. You do a fantastic job. Hey, baby, Gump. Good job, Bob. You do a fantastic job. I did see the way you worded that Tyrese Halliburton shot. Great work saying that that was on his first try. I really wanted it to be the one where he said, finish your story. Yeah. yeah. That would have been awesome. Or where he said, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> or where he got up and it was his first try again. Yeah. There's None a lot of, of good options, happened, but, by the way. Yeah, that, yeah first try. Was, yeah. Yeah, it was his first try. Got it down. The internet was killing him? It wasn't terrible. It wasn't that bad, no. Was, I enjoyed you going. The internet. I enjoyed you going. I missed three. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. we've seen you do that to other people. My worry like people was, yeah. will say something. My worry was if he didn't and hit like, one. And you'd be like, well, yeah, but. If he didn't he hit did one that. at all, and then he went into the three-point contest. And wins. Imagine or, he or, wins tomorrow. Or he oh, didn't, if he missed here and then didn't hit any in the three-point. No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, he hit Come here. On. Yeah, If yeah, he no. didn't hit but, one here. Yeah, yeah. We all started here. Anyways, uh, he has sent a text, Tyrese Halliburton, to the Thunderdome saying that Tropical Farms has gone private. Oh, is that right? <laughs> 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 okay. That's on me. That's on me. Sorry, Tropical Farms. Sorry about that, Tropical Let's move away. Tropical Farms got a good tweet. That's my bad, dude. Tropical Farms, that was a good tweet. Yeah, it was. Don't don't you feel bad about it. <laughs> Tyrese, though, be what I need to name. Yeah. Amen. What's his at? Follow it up. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk to this. Anyways, let's move along because we've kept a man waiting for 30 minutes. Ooh. Now, I would like to argue that it wasn't necessarily our fault that was... for the first 25 of it. Now, with that being said, very uncouth of us to do this to a first-time guest, especially somebody that's joining us to chit-chat about something we know little to nothing about. Yep. So it is a necessity to have a conversation with this man. Ladies and gentlemen, Iowa sports columnist for Des Moines Register and Iowa City Press Citizen, Chad Leistico. Chad, so sorry. Chad, this is not the first impression we would like to have, but to be honest, we thought the ball was going in the hoop a lot sooner, Chad. A lot sooner. <laughs> Caitlin Clark probably would have taken one or two tries. Whoa. Oh, oh, we like that, Chad. Let's dive into the Caitlin Clark story. Absolute worldwide phenomenon last year during the run, I think, is when everybody kind of got introduced to her. This season was going to be one that was going to be highly anticipated for her in that Iowa team, the LSU team, the South Carolina team. Caitlin has seemingly lived up to the hype this year, lived up to the pressure, and tonight she breaks and makes history. Has this been everything that everybody thought it would be for Caitlin Clark's season this year for the Iowa Hawkeyes? I think what's most interesting about it, Pat, is uh, she's got so much spotlight all the time. I mean, every single arena is sold out. 
There are hours of lines of fans waiting to get into the arena just to see her because they know that this is such a unique and transcendent experience. Yet every night or every afternoon, she seemingly uh, gives them the the show that they need, 30-plus points, oftentimes a triple-double, 10-plus assists. And uh, she's averaging 32-plus points per game this year. Jeez. Uh, as, you, as you referenced, she needs eight to pass Kelsey Plum to become the NCAA Division One all-time record holder. And uh, she only played – she didn't play a full first year because they had the COVID year. She only played 23 regular season games. So she's going to get this done in 13 fewer games than Kelsey Plum did. Holy hell, Damn. just an absolute phenom. AJ's got a question for you, Chad. Chad, so uh, you mentioned the COVID year. I believe Caitlin has the possibility to come back and using that COVID year for another year. I know Pat and the boys, uh, Indiana, the WNBA squad, has the number one overall pick, obviously, would most likely take her. What are the chances that she comes back to Iowa for another year? Well, her stance is she's going to wait till the end. She's going to It's going to be a gut feel at the end. I mean, I kind of think that she's probably – gonna go i think that's probably that's just my gut feel hell yeah. Uh, hell yeah hell yeah because this i mean this whole season has been crazy she's done everything she's promised she she basically came to iowa and vowed to take the hawkeyes to a final four she did that last year uh this whole college thing is crazy i mean it's, the attention is is celebrity-esque uh you, you'll probably see that tonight uh it's you'll see that when she gets to the ncaa tournament and yeah, you can't even turn on like a Big Ten game anymore and not see her in the with Jake from State Farm. And uh, she's on commercials and she's got Nike, Gatorade, all that stuff will carry with her to the WNBA. And I think, frankly, she's probably ready for that next competitive challenge as well. Well, Indiana would be very pumped if she made that decision. I mean, what a perfect fit for our team, the Indiana Fever, with the Pacers doing what they're doing, the Colts doing what they're yeah. doing. Here we go. Welcome to the city, Caitlin. We will love to have you. Now, I don't think I see her do a lot of interviews. Now, I know you get a chance to chat with her because you covered the team as closely as you do. What is she like? Is she normal human? Does she know she's Caitlin Clark? What? What? You know, like, what is she like uh her personality is tremendous she's fun she's funny uh she's kind of goofy oh. she's just like a normal midwest kid and uh it, this whole year has been so unique because she has to turn down so many interview requests i believe she turned down good morning america new york times i mean she's she gets all kinds of requests all the time but yeah her personality uh i think that's part of the the misnomer maybe about Caitlin Clark. You see her be pretty intense on the court, uh, jawing with officials sometimes. She has gotten technical fouls in games before, but she's uh, she's never brought any controversy upon herself. She's just a completely positive person, loves the attention for the women's game, and obviously she brings a lot of it every night. And she pulls up from anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. She pulls up from absolutely anywhere. 18.5-point favorites tonight at home. Go ahead, Tone. Yeah, Chad, what's the what's the vibes? What's the atmosphere in Iowa City today? Is it is it compar comparable to when the Hawkeyes play like a football Saturday or anything that you've experienced in the city uh, around the university before? Well, I mean, ticket prices for this game are just astronomical. I mean, they're like way higher than, <laughs> I mean, they're like Super Bowl level. They're like, maybe not quite, but uh, for Iowa City, it is, I mean, hundreds of dollars just to get in. Uh, and that's the way it's been for a lot of these games, even on the road. Like uh, the season at home is completely sold out in Iowa City. Um, they've sold out 30 out of 32 games this year. The only two they didn't sell out were like some neutral site in Florida where it was like a Florida Gulf Coast 
mm-hmm. host site uh, type of deal. So, I mean, I was at Maryland a couple of weeks ago, 18,000 raucous fans, uh, two and a half hour lines to get in. Um, I'm telling you guys. That's it, tough it, it business. There's not a lot of people selling 18,000 tickets to anything. You know, like, yeah. obviously, we watch the NFL and people are like, oh, look how many tickets they sell. It's like 18,000 tickets is a big house. Mm-hmm. That is a big house to be selling out. And it's because of her. Even on a scoreboard, it's like Caitlin Clark currently has this. Then they got Caitlin Cam they're doing on this entire thing. How old is she? 22. And she just handles it, huh? Yeah, that's what's amazing. Yeah. She's, she's so... I don't know how she does it, to be honest. Like, you asked me to come on a show, and I'm, like, super nervous, you know? Like, and then we're 30 minutes and, late. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I just build it up. But uh, <laughs> it's on the court, and uh, uh, she just drops, like, first shot of the game. It probably is going to go in from, like, 25, 30 feet, and she just handles it, and it's amazing. She's electrifying. Conman's got a question for you, Chad. Yeah, Chad, uh, throughout the history of Iowa, there's been a lot of legends to come through. Pat Inger, you know, Dallas <laughs> Clark, Tristan Wirfs. Uh, with Caitlin Clark, is there anyone really comparable? Like, has Iowa ever seen anything like this to the kind of level that it's at with her? And how much do you think Iowa is willing to pay her to try and keep her there <laughs> instead of letting her come to the Indiana Fever like we all want? Oh, man. First of all, uh, Pat Anger found out I was coming on and wanted Pat to know, wondered if he was the best personal protector that he ever had. And if you say he's he wasn't, he's going to be upset. Well, I would never want to upset Pat Anger. And he, he played PP when he was starting middle linebacker and also had a broken foot. I think he was leading the NFL in tackles as well. Jeez. So, yeah, I'd say <laughs> Pat Anger is the best PP I've ever had. I love that man. I love that. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, and what's interesting is we had Luca Garza come through, and he was yeah. the national player of the year. Uh, Megan Gustafson was the national player of the year in 2019 for women's basketball. Spencer Lee uh, almost was a four-time NCAA champion in wrestling. Uh, Keegan Murray, number four draft pick. So I've, we've covered a lot of pretty high-level athletes in the last five years or so. But uh, the you know Clark is uh, you know we we did a I did a podcast today, and it's like she's Mount Rushmore of one at Iowa because she's that big. She's that she's become that big of a deal. And she is, she lives up to it. That's what's kind mm-hmm. of uh, uh, really cool about what she does. And uh, you mentioned the logo shots. That's, that's part of the show too. She'll pull up from 30, 35 feet and pretty much drain about 40% of them. Oh yeah. I've, I've enjoyed watching her play And She kind of has like a messy like vibe too on defensive side. It looks like she's maybe not giving maxima and then steal. Yeah. It, you know, it's like, she is, she's phenomenal. Absolutely. Let's, let's pivot real quick, real quick. Iowa Hawkeye is going to be able to get a first down next year. What do we think? <laughs> well, Tory Taylor's gone. That's another. I thought we were going to talk about Tory Taylor most of the time here. I'm but, excited to see him at the combine. I'm very excited yeah. to see him at the combine hit NFL balls. I think he's gonna. He's so tall. I I don't think it's. He's big. He's a massive human being. Yeah, Tory Taylor he is. He's gonna be great in the NFL. But let's talk about him being the star of that team for like literally the last four years. I love that personally, but that normally means. That the offense, you know, can't really uh, do much. Are we going to be able to sc- – how's I – are we good in the future? Or what are we thinking? Uh, defense will be good. I know that. They do have a new offensive coordinator now, Tim Lester. He used to be a quarterback at uh, Central Michigan. Oh, yeah. And, or Western Michigan, I'm sorry. And, um, yeah, they, we'll see. Uh, it, you know, they got Cade McNamara coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Former Michigan guy. We'll see. Uh, he's coming off the corn ACL. So, uh uh, they, you know, they were last in the country 
in total offense by a wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. last two years, yeah. yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, it was <laughs> tough to watch. It was tough to watch. Tough to cover. Tough to write about. Two hundred and thirty-four yards per game. I, I have cautious optimism. They have Luke Lachey at tight end. They've got some good running backs, good receiver coming back. So we'll see. Good. Oh, they got a transfer from left tackle from Alabama that too. Big so. time. Yeah. Awesome. Now there was tampering going on. Yeah. There was tampering going on. They said as he said. That's our fault because yeah, we did a media interview with him and he said yeah, and, and that's where that all ballooned. But well, I'm sure the NCAA has got it. You know, right down the I'm middle. sure yeah. they know. I'm sure they'll have it figured out. Do you know Ty Schmidt on our show? Do you have you seen him? Operate? Yeah, I was told that uh, he might have some Iowa questions, but he's not here today, right? Yeah, no, he is. I, I would be excited to hear what his reaction was to you talking about that offense and that entire thing. He. I was yeah, I was stumbling a little bit there. I didn't know what to say about the offense. This you should way. hear him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's the same story. Sounds like from everybody over there. We appreciate you joining us today, Chad. Good luck tonight. Enjoy the environment. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, did I say it right, Lystico? Yeah, Lystico. You nailed it, man. You're a pro. It's on your uh, Twitter. It helps. Yeah, but still, you got it right. So good job. I spoke French earlier. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, it. no, we do. I mean, we're out here doing it. Au revoir, Chad Lystico. <laughs> hey, appreciate you, Chad. Thank you, Chad. Tone said, 14 seconds into that guy's appearance. Okay, I'm talking to him. Tone drops into my right ear yep. from over there. That is the most Iowa backdrop I've ever seen. Wow. Wow. He was in his living room with a kitchen. It's awesome. There was a globe on yep. the one yep. side. He had a great backsplash on his, on his uh, sink. He did. The black Beautiful. shirt. I said, this yeah. is Iowa, baby. Yeah. He was very kind to us. Awesome. We were 30 minutes late for him. Yeah, felt bad for sure. But Iowa nice. And, you know, what are we supposed to do? Hey, Tyrese, stop. It, he had to finish his And story. I know exactly how I feel. Like, yeah. if you've gone into job interviews or something like that, oh, you're yeah. so super nervous, and that extra 30 minutes does not help. Yeah, but he said, oh, yeah, just let it build up or whatever. <laughs> yeah. There was no reason to be nervous. He nailed it. Yeah. Literally, yeah. he had the only yeah. information that we did not have, Correct. so there's no way for him not to do good. Pretty awesome. Like, the biggest girls regular season basketball game possibly at least in my lifetime is on peacock and a real bummer it's not just yeah how that on happen? espn so everyone can watch so it. not even on nbc <laughs> it's not yeah not even on <laughs> you, you, you changed the network change? yeah <laughs> like, like in how many games how many games do you think peacock had this year and they just they just got happened to get the one that it's going to happen so to be clear 18 and a half point spread yeah so it's not supposed to be like a no a Arm great runner. game but no i would assume that. that people project it out when it could happen. Yeah, the timing of it. Oh, I'm sure they did. Now, did they expect her to score 32 a game? Is that what he said? Yeah, He's averaging 30, 30. 30 plus. Yeah, yeah so it's probably like 32 points. I, I think she dropped 48 last time they played Michigan. <laughs> I'm pumped. So. She, she moves at a different speed than everybody else. Shot is. You know, and like, yeah, she'll pull that thing. Chuck it. And if it's a miss, she does not care. No. Nope. There is zero hesitancy the next time down there. And I like that that Iowa coach seemingly holds her accountable and everything, but also is very much like, hey, we we got some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's an elite passer as well. She, man, watching some of her passes are crazy. So last year, her five, uh, uh, five, uh, five, uh, the, the center. Yeah. She, no, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Also, they gone. were, they were, and yeah. I don't know if she's still oh. there or not, but there's another girl that I, I've seen the last couple games where she's doing those thread needle passes, catch, yep. layup she in the same exact. Year. 30 or yep. 40 in the last two weeks, I remember. And she understands that she's going to draw off probably three or four, yeah. too. So she's dishing as well as scoring 40. She's fun to watch, dude. Fun, yeah. fun to watch. Like shoot pumped to watch that game tonight to see her. Like, that, that'll that be an absolute scene. Iowa's going to go so bad. Nuts. Yeah. Do you think she's going to stop the game? 
flashy three threes right off to. the bat. Have to. That'd be cool. Well, that's how do. she does it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just standard operating procedure. Or they're going to stop the game. Do it. Yeah, they'll stop oh, the yeah. game. Yeah. Drew Brees situation. Yeah. They'll give her a laminated piece of paper, won't they? I think that it'll be something more legitimate. <laughs> I will I take care that. of her more. I it, will. It's going to be a golden corn cob. This yeah. won't be. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It, that'll be better than what? If the NCAA was in control of it, we would assume something terrible is coming right down the pipe. Maybe a laminated piece of paper certificate yeah. saying yeah. congratulations. That's actually a violation. Um. Uh, <laughs> but if Iowa's handling it, or maybe a third-party entity well. that does NIL, I assume there's going to be a pretty sick oh, yeah. golden tractor. Maybe a Oh, watch with the number un- underneath it. Yeah, or like a ring or like a... What if she gets it, though, and they give her the mic, and she's like... It doesn't matter. I'm going to run this this record up because I'm coming back next year. Can't wait to see you again. Boom! Everyone goes crazy. Don't put that. Don't put that in. What are you doing? If she does that, I, I people would be, be very happy. We'll crunch. turn off Peacock. Yeah, I'm out. Oh yeah. Do you want to do that? Do you want to do that, Kalo? Turn off. Right. I don't need her to do that. Yeah, but will okay. Will all of her WNBA games sell out? You think? I hear in it, Indiana. Oh yeah, for sure. I would imagine for a while Early, at least. Yeah. yeah. I would absolutely go to watch Caitlin Clark play yeah. baseball. I'll so, drive there and go. She comes. So I think Tyrese Halliburton has courtside for Fever, too, if Both. you buy the Pacer ones. Yeah. I oh, think sure. it's kind of like a package deal nice. there. It's a good deal. So we'll go to that. Absolutely. And Aaliyah Boston, too. Like, her and Aaliyah Boston would be... So it'd be New York, Las Vegas, and Indiana. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly how it should be. Yep. Yeah, bingo. The three pillars of this country. Let's get the hell out what of here. Say. What a day what today. How's Tiger doing? Oh, Tiger. Even, so, yeah. I think he, I think he, he started with a birdie, right? Yeah, he birdied one, and then uh, he bogeyed a couple, and then he birdied again. Uh, so, yeah, he, even's not bad. What's actually. it on? What it, ESPN watch? Plus. Sweet. How is Sunday Red, Red looking on camera? Sunday Red, he's wearing, it's like a cream-colored sweater. It looks uh, really good. The leaderboard is really good right now. So PGA? Yeah, yeah so it's Cantlay, Spieth, Zalatoris, and Hovland uh, are your All top right. four. Okay. There we go. Okay, we got this golf. We watch need. this shit. This we is what we golf. need in the offseason. We need a stacked leaderboard. Yeah. Yes, we do. <laughs> we actually you, do. You have Tiger in there? Awesome. Green butt tie. Looks great. Go. That's looks sun. Good. He looks good. Day. Red. Red. Does look like it has a good shape to it because some of those pants, like cheaper companies' pants, have like a asshole shape to them. Mm-hmm. You know, you can kind of tell. <laughs> now, I would assume that Tiger has his tailored to him and everything like that, but it does look like good quality. Yeah, yeah it's a good fit, good color. He looks jocked. Teamed up with TaylorMade, right? Didn't he partner with them? Yeah, the yeah. TaylorMade marketing guy was the one who said, rule of thirds. You know, you mean, It's a shame that no more Tiger golf shoes will be coming out, though. Never know. Yeah, t- sun. I guess Sunday. Day. Red. Also, when he came back from the accident, didn't he switch from Nike to Foot Joy already? So there's. Yeah, he was already oh, yeah. wearing those, like, yeah, the Grandpa Golf Special. You could certainly just Foot Joy Sunday. Yeah. You know. yeah. Partnership. Yeah. Just go ahead and put a name right there. Yeah. yeah. A little licensing. Yeah, Yahtzee. You, you guys got the shoes figured out? Thank you. We're Sunday. Red. Red. We got everything else figured out. And that's the show. Today was fun. It was. It was awesome. I didn't know going in what it was going to be like today. Because no, you start I, looking through, like, the news uh, in the sports world. Obviously, yesterday, terrible. Yep. The way that ended. That is not how Super Bowl parades are supposed to go. That is not how group celebrations mm-hmm. are supposed to go. And we cannot get to a point where people are scared to go celebrate life. You're, you're supposed to, You have to. We need more celebrations of life. So, obviously, that is... Fucking terrible mm-hmm. by all accounts. But then you start looking around like all the other news, you know. Yeah, there isn't, we did there isn't anything. We did it today. Yeah, we did. We did it today. Last two, I mean, yesterday too. That's kind of the game of sports media is picking which irrelevant story do you want to make <laughs> feel like a real thing. 
Exactly. <laughs> but like sometimes we. Don't, that, that's kind of what. That, yeah, that should be the motto of the offseason. <laughs> that's kind of isn't it? I mean, I, we got to be the like only sports show that's ever just, said that, but that's real. You guys, you guys pop up sometimes like the questions that get posed on some some shows. Whole segment. You talking about sports we'll media? Side. Let's do sports. Yeah, media. I guess some of them are just crazy. Like, yeah, questions from other sports shows. Oh, there's a chance we ruin it all though. Mm-hmm. I was wondering why didn't Kyle Shanahan just fire himself? That came up today. That is a fair question. Bruce. That's a fair question. Well. We don't need to do this, okay? (laughs) We're not. Jesus Christ. You know. Excuse me, Lord. It's just. We can't have Connor be the voice of reason. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I'm for it. I'm not saying I'm not. Anyway, sports will always have something. But there is going to be some days throughout this offseason for those that are new to this show where, boy, you're going to see a lot of struggling to get through stuff. That's when we'll rely on guests. Mm-hmm. And you'll see some interesting guests coming in. We'll tie them to sports for sure. Mm-hmm. But, like, through some of those days, we don't have the capability of being like, all right, fake bullshit, yep. let's battle for two hours. We don't do that. We don't have the ability or the capability to do that. So, like, big shout-out to Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, yeah. Right. he was awesome. Yeah. Let's big shout out to Big Perk. Yeah, yeah shout out Perk. Perk. And Coach Spags in the first hour. That guy was fucking awesome. Yep, so cool. He's from New England up there, huh? Yeah, it, Massachusetts. You know, if if he's not from Massachusetts, sure he's from New England, but this is a Massachusetts man. Hey, you know who booked Coach Spags? Who? I bet Connor. It, it was. Oh man, okay. you gotta go way back. <laughs> it was no, 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 no. Uh, New England high school football coach, great uh, John Pappas, uh, former. Oh, Pap. I, I played for him. He's tied in with all those New England NFL. Joe Philbin, Spags, Luana Rumo, all those dudes. They have a little little team over there. Yeah, I get a text from Connor that goes, "Do you want Coach Spags on the show?" Nah. Uh, nah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Our um, Friday, sure. And then I get a text like 35 minutes later. He's good for tomorrow. We good for tomorrow. Yep. Absolutely. Good booking, bud. Hey, Made I'm, the show better. Yeah. There's there zero uh, effort or um, how do I put this? And there's zero significance from what I did. I, I was strictly a middleman. It's John Str- Pappas, baby. Strictly a middleman. That's what you need. Middleman In the booking world, of, that is the. That's how it works. Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, man? I guess. I mean, if that's someone's Just, profession, then that's an absolute joke. But it was more so for from a former coach. A lot, of, a lot of people's profession. Yeah, exactly. So well. shout out John Pappas. That, shout out John. Thank, hey, you. thank you, John. Thank, thank, you, John. thank, thank you, coach. Thanks, coach. Thanks, John. All right, we'll be back tomorrow, hopefully with a better show. But we doubt it. Uh, Adam Vinatieri guest hosting tomorrow. Boom. AJ? Yeah. So that two. Two parts of the docuseries come out tomorrow. Yeah, how many are there? There are. It's ten. So the next five weeks, two every Friday. I huh? like that. Yeah, I do too. I don't like. I can't do it. Ten episodes at once. I. I, I can't do one either. Yeah. Two is like two or three is the right two answer. Yeah, two's perfect. Yeah. So that I can binge a little bit, and then my ADD will get past it anyways, yeah. even if it was on ten. Two's real. Nice. So then you're not, and I think they they're curing their issue, because when they would drop content early. I think they weren't happy about the amount of time that it was significant. It was only like five days of significance, and then it was gone. It was like, so they still get sustained significance over five weeks, but also us as people that have access to everything can binge a little bit as well. This feels like a good happy medium here. I like where we're getting to here. Two to three episodes, I think, is the way of the future, hopefully. I hope so as well. We've been calling that for a few years now, and it seems like it's happening, and that's good news. Yeah, yeah, we need to we need to watch, not because it's the New England Patriots, but because I believe if this method does work, then in the future, say for their regular shows, a la Ted Lasso or a Severance, perhaps they might start releasing two a week. So that is a five week period. That's awesome. Is the morning show done after the most recent season? I hope. 
Whoa. Tell you I what, stopped I, watching John Hamm. Yeah, right? They, uh, they kind of left it open. I did finish yeah, it, but it, it took I couldn't. Took me a long time to get past that one episode. <laughs> that episode, went back. So about that episode. Episode. So about that episode. I just couldn't really get past it. Season three stunk in general. The whole thing. Okay. Which sucks because I love John Hamm. That was a great show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. I, that first season. The boys. I lost it, yeah. Bro, the boys came up to me and were like, do not watch. Do not waste your time on it. Because I don't watch shit, pretty much. And if I do, like, it's very pointed. Like, everybody has told me I have to watch something. Yeah. And I was a morning show fan, you know, because you're getting a chance to kind of see how, mm -hmm. like, a show is run by their, their stuff. Like, how yeah. mm -hmm. mainstream media has run a show. Now, granted. There was a lot of it this season. All that other stuff happening, cool. But, like, how they run a show, it's kind of cool for me to kind of watch what we do. And what they do, how they go about it, and then the drama yeah. caught up in the stories. It's like, okay, I like this show. And then Gump said, unless you want to go back to 2020, lad, uh, I don't. <laughs> took me literally took me a month to get past that episode. Did I finally circle back and finish it like two weeks ago? Because we're all trying not to do that ever again, ever again. Yep. There was a lot of high horse in this season. Yeah. Really? Don't do it. Go watch okay. True Detective. And I and I will stand. He's gonna I, I hate stand this by season. It. I stand Why? by watching it. Why? Have, you, have you seen season one? Yeah, I loved it. Okay. Did you? Yeah, it was the one. They did that one shot with McConaughey. Bingo. Okay, no, yeah. Where he goes through the trailer and the uh, back door. Yeah. It's like some of the most intense shit of all time. They got those weird antlers and horns down in the swamps. Yeah, I think this is the second best season. I, I genuinely think you should try it. I know there's wow. some supernatural aspects to it. What do you mean? Sure. What are you, aliens? No, it's not Who's aliens. There? No. More like ghosts. Spirits. What's supernatural? Ooh. I believe it. Spirits. I believe okay, so you, maybe I, you'd be in. I think you should watch. And the setting, like the putting a show in Alaska during this, the eight or ten straight days of darkness is so 60. sick. Well, it was light in the last episode. Whoa. Jeez. What it was. It? That's why I was shocked. What is this all about? I mean, I look. God, I, haven't, are, I haven't watched it. This is Espresso Martini Boy. Oh, I looked no, it up. No, <laughs> episode no. one, I looked it up. I said, how, how, how. Long is the night in Alaska, and Google told me sixty nights. I could be wrong. No, no, I I thought it was longer too, but in the last episode, it was light out. Although they when? were driving, uh, do we need to know this right now? Maybe, uh, maybe I was on too many vitamins. Yeah. I might be wrong too. There's, man, there's did a you chance. turn off the brightness on your TV? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> 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 fucking glare on this thing. Right now. I think the episode Christ. started like day fourteen at night. <laughs> all right, that show. That show. <laughs> we appreciate you all. We'll be back tomorrow. Big guest tomorrow. Huge. I think we got uh, Ishbia, the Ooh. owner of the Phoenix Suns, Go. coming yeah. live in studio. I believe Shams going to be live in studio. Obviously, NBA All-Star Weekend here in Stop Indianapolis. Him. So some of our friends from around the league are stopping by. I think a lot of people also saw Adam Silver on the show. And we're like, oh, shit, these people are in Indianapolis. We've got flooded with invites to stuff. Oh, a little Radio Row oh, Friday cool. from the NBA also. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not going down there. <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean that. I meant them coming here to do the, yeah, that pretty, type of style. Pretty cool. It's sweet. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to go uh, talk to Stack and Matt Barnes, all the smoke tomorrow. I'm very excited about that. I'm a big fan of theirs. Yeah. I love them. Shows all, They're awesome. Yeah, Stephen Jackson, Indianapolis legend, obviously. And uh, we ran in some similar circles, so I'm excited to – kind of chit-chat with them, and it's been awesome. I'm very thankful that the NBA chose Indianapolis for the home of All-Star Weekend. We're lucky for that. And tomorrow will be our last show before we take a little bit of a hiatus. But then when we're back, just just buzz off. Get ready. It is. Buckle up. Yeah, bingo. I think. You know what I mean? The good news is that Monday when we get back, Bam. we can tell you who the best quarterback of that draft class is going to be because did it last yep. year. And because he's going to New England. Hmm. 
Jaden Daniels moved up a different mock draft today, and Drake May is currently going. We don't know how we're going to feel on the Monday after uh, Combine. So we'll be able to take in the full Combine Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. give our educated analysis. Exactly. That's what this show's all about. Watch every rep. People love that about our show. Mm -hmm. The educated analysis and journalism. And that's what we'll do all offseason. Ain't that right, AJ? Yep. Educated analysis. People tell me that all the time. And? And? I don't know what you said after that. Journalism. You you got caught up on the educated analysis. I did. I did. (laughs) (laughs) When's Mitt's first mock? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 I forgot. The day after the draft. Please. There's a lot to look forward to. (laughs) Please. That's not one of them, but I am excited for all of I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to that. Hey, great work today, boys. You did fantastic. Tomorrow will be a blast. Thank you all so much for watching. Uh, We hope you'll continue to do so. A lot of people say nobody watches our show. That makes no sense to me, but if that is the case, for those little people that watch, we are very grateful Mm -hmm. for you. AJ, great work. In the back, fantastic. Um, Be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. It might change their life. That is a real thing. Don't ever forget it. Even the people in your life that seem to be the most jocked and pumped and happy, go ahead and say something nice to them. Even if you don't mean it, you know, you might just bring a nice little smile to their face yeah. and change the trajectory of the rest of their day. And when things like yesterday are happening or happening, kind of puts everything into perspective. Mm-hmm. We're in this thing together. Team on me. Team on three. One, two, three. Team. Team. Goodbye. <laughs>